Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This week in League, last night we attempted to do the show live and it was from all reports, uh, from all feedback, a resounding success. So what I've done here is we've assembled the, uh, we're recording obviously the, the live show uh, as it took place. So this is how it went down. Um, in all of its glory, for better or for worse, drinks were had. Uh, we had a lot of chat coming in from the uh, the Ustream chat room as well, which added a whole new dimension to the show. But uh, we'll let you guys be the judge. So. It's going to be interesting to see how it works with the fucking whole uh, the live thing going. There's a lot There's a lot going on. I mean, you know, we've got a lot of things that are fucking recording and shit's fucking flying around here, so we need to get it all going. But let's get We've been on. pushing a lot of buttons. Pushing a lot of buttons. And you even pushed my penis at one stage. You mistook it for a button. And when and the thing is, when we start doing we start doing the button pushing and all that sort of stuff and we start drinking, just the level of difficulty is just so fucking much increased. I it's like me trying to... Um Rub my tummy and pat my head. We are going to have to basically fucking keep on this shit and make sure that we're <laughs> pressing all the buttons that we're supposed to be pressing and stuff. Because let me tell you, um, if we don't, uh, there's going to be fucking tragedy and people aren't going to be able to fucking see anything. So, anyway, let's look at the fucking mailbag side of things. I need to actually turn the volume off so because um, we're hearing the fucking feed coming back at us and quite frankly... You guys are behind what we're doing, obviously. I love so, the sound of my own voice, so turn it up. So anyway, uh, let's hit with the uh, feedback from Twitter first. And uh, Fubar underscore 84, who I actually see in the uh, chat room as well on the Ustream. Complaining we, uh, like a bitch. Complaining uh, complaining like a bitch about, you know, it's being late there. And we're here now, motherfucker. Oh, he's complaining about buffering too. So obviously the motherfucker's got two tin cans and a piece of string with his internet. Fucking, you know, standard STA... I think that's his, that's his code for masturbation. Hash, yeah. Because his... What does it say? Oh, buffering. And yep. Then, and okay, he, I got yeah. it. And his chapo, don't tell me your problems, tell me your solutions, cunts. Move out of fucking Ambervale, motherfucker. All right, now, Fubar underscore 84, he sent us some feedback. Well, I was having a discussion with him on the on the This Week in League Twitter account through the week, and he's saying, look, I got Trevor Cogger's phone number. Yeah. I will send you this phone. Oh, that's that motherfucker. That's who. That's who it is. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's a cock. So he's gone. Uh, so he said, "I should give you Trevor Cogger's personal number so we can listen to Glenn calling with a gut full of piss." And so basically, yeah, um, we do. He then DM'd us the number purporting to be Trevor Cogger's phone number, and we'll see how the show goes because uh, we may actually, um, yeah, Cruzy. Yeah. Why can't I see you fuckers? Because. It's it's live audio, you fucking moron. Not live video. Look, at the end of the day, I mean, we have people. We ha- yeah, it's only Kurt saying yeah, call Trevor Cogger live. I mean, yeah, this is going to be really distracting watching this chat room as we do it. I can tell already. But um, yeah. it's ten fifteen where Trevor Cogger lives. It's ten fifteen. Trevor Cogger. He will take up his golden testicles and whack us in the jaw with it. He's an old man. He is. He's been in bed for four hours. Exactly. Exactly. So fucking look. 
as delightful as it would be. I mean, the thing is, you've got access to the This Week in League account too. So I was like, fuck, if you had had this conversation with my account, then it could have been a genuine surprise. Yeah. And like just flung it on you and going, fucking check this shit out. But alas, uh, yeah, that's yeah, it's not going to happen. So um, unfortunately, look at this, no live video, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> trust me trust me motherfucker who you, is this you streamer motherfucker yeah identify yourself fucking sign in for god's sake I'm sick of being you streamer so I'm sick of you being you streamer too <laughs> look at this you streamer he's just fucking chucking tigers in the decline also we've got people spamming the feed and everything awesome um, Ryan Stig didn't send this to us but I thought I should bring it up Ryan Stig uh, from the Newcastle Knights um, he was the next he was the next big thing at one he loves, stage he loves god you know what I don't love him does he what? He sent a tweet out um, yesterday and he said, I'm, I'm seeing more and more deceived Christian leaders and individuals commenting on how <laughs> gay marriage. Is he going to ring this whole thing? He's on, here's my thoughts. And then he's linked to thoughts. But I just want to I just want to put some highlights out there. He's, he's telling you, like, just the fucking language. Satan has worked so hard throughout culture and society to remove the belief in a creator because without the understanding of a creator, we become unaware of our design. When we lose this understanding of design, we become susceptible to deception and distortion. Then blah, blah, same-sex marriage laws, blah, blah. And he's also said that homosexuality is a fairly good example of distortion of design for fairly obvious reasons. This guy's a fucking... <laughs> what a fucking dumb cunt this guy is. Look, well, I don't want to slag people that are like that, that, that are Christians, but the thing is... Hey, good luck to you guys. You know what? I like Harry Potter books. He's a fictitious character in a best-selling book too. Oh, so you can actually full-on slag him and like actually you know, say that you know, perhaps they've got I have my friend. beliefs and they have theirs. I'm not saying mine are right and theirs are wrong. All I'm saying is that mine are right and theirs are wrong. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, no, my, I don't think Ryan Stick does wear magic underwear. I don't suspect that he's a Mormon uh, shunter, uh, if that indeed is your real name, M. Gregson Dash One on yeah. the on the stream chat. I suspect his underwear is very, very tight. I, I actually think this episode is going to be really fucking slightly weird. asphyxiating, if you will. This episode is going to be really weird for people to listen to, who um haven't been involved with the show as like as of right now who aren't they're reading the the live stream yeah exactly it's going to be really fucking jarring for them because I mean the people in the chat room they're going to be just like oh well this is fucking fantastic like you know we're loving it (laughs) the other people are going what the fuck is this people listening to this tomorrow are going to be going this is so random and Boxcar Jason who gives a fuck (laughs) about what Stig would say about this show I'm sure that Stig would fucking try and bathe us in holy water and fucking burn us quite frankly quite possibly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I don't, you know, I'm, and I just want to address something on the comments here. I mean, when people are swearing, you know, it's coming up with like, you know, censored and, you know, the words blocked out and then, you know, the you know, whatever they're saying. So, um, and obviously Mark on the reel. I was going to say, people are like going to a lot of trouble of typing censored in brackets in there. Why would you just put <laughs> <Yeah>. the word? <laughs> I went, th- I went through the settings, actually, and I-, I just had a quick look this afternoon to see, like, how can I get rid of that? Because I think I wrote, you know, the first thing I wrote in the chat room way back at, like, you know, midday or whenever it was, was, you know, something along the lines, you know, that obviously had swearing in it. And, um, and it came up a sense. I thought, what, what the a fuck surprise. Is that? I thought, what the fuck is that about? You know, that's unacceptable. But I didn't really see the... Uh I didn't see the setting in there, so um, I, I do apologise. But then you see people putting like, you know, c.u.n.t and actually, uh, so well done, guys. Um, so back to the, on the subject, Ryan Stig, you can go fuck yourself. You're a fucking moron. Um, next, what do we got? Facebook. I love gays. Oh, fucking, you are gay. I love, well, no, actually I'm not. 
So you're not you're got not, some tendencies. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you went. I from, like rainbows. You went, you went from, I bought a flag once. You went from latent to blatant in fucking within fucking 26 rounds this season. Um, excuse excuse me, uh, Chapo. Um, I believe uh, he said that no, it isn't, uh, and then he's put censored. Um, your words come out, mate, and um, and you can see it on your chat feed. However. Everyone else sees what you've said as uh, we know with the censored thing, and there we go. Oh, we got Whitey two, three. <laughs> Whitey. I wish I wish people would put people their are names. getting creative in this shit. Well, no, they're just there's the randomest names ever. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> and now people are bitching because their Twitter name's been taken. It's fucking fantastic. I'm loving this. We we have to do this. We have to do a lot next year, just fucking all the time. That's sensational. Awesome. Jeremy Jack on Facebook, he's kind of sent us a message and said, uh, "Nate, this story is not very interesting, but I'll tell it anyway." While listening to the last Hey, wait, episode, wait, wait. Are you going to read Shunter's email or we can't? Fucking oath. When I get the email... Okay, I get, got it. Hey, Shunter, you're listening on the tra- on the thing. We're going to read your email next. I'll just identify who you are anyway, I guess. Well, no. Shunter, Shunter on Twitter. That, that Shunter guy. He's not Shunter on Twitter. Not, not even like, remotely no, no, associated he's, he's, with he's, that guy. He's nothing like He's nothing like, He's nothing nothing like. like Shunter on Twitter at all. In fact, he, does, he's never, he doesn't even know the fucking guy. He doesn't even follow him, to be quite frank. But that guy who sent us that email... Identify you're in the chat. Tell us if you want us to fucking name you on your Twitter or you know your Twitter name or whatever um, as being behind this email that you've sent us because it's coming up in about four minutes. All right, now back to Jeremy Jack. Jeremy Jack said, uh, "Nate, this story is not very interesting, but I'll tell it anyway." While listening Coming from Jeremy Jack, <laughs> how interesting does that guy get? Calm down. Not fucking very. <laughs> Calm down. Did uh. While listening to the last episode, I noticed that you said you were very distraught and upset after you walked out of the 2007 Grand Final. You also said that your brother saved the lives of many people that night. Turns out I could have done with your help after that game. When my mate and I were walking out of the ground after the whistle, there were three storms shouting, go Melbourne, etc. And my mate suggested, not in these words, that they went back to Melbourne. One of the blokes who was double our size then walked up to us and knocked my mate out in one hit before luckily his other mates pulled him away before all 65 kilos of me was floored as well. Anyway, <laughs> the point of the story is I wish you were there outside Gate E that night to help a brother out. <laughs> this event just adds to numerous reasons I hate Melbourne Storm. Storm players and their fans keep up the great work, lads. Hash Manly 2014 Premiers. Look, I'm just saying that the uh, Gearless Family 2007 Grand Final outing, their uh, professional... Fight record stands at uh, zero and forty, and uh, look, they weren't going to be much help, mate. No, and uh, Mark on the reel is basically trying to antagonise us and annoy us, and you're not annoying us at all, mate. Because quite frankly, we're actually not looking at it, we're just glancing at it now and then. <laughs> okay, so um, that person who uh, who doesn't know Shunter at all, he's he said that basically, yeah, why the hell not? Uh, okay, so Ninja, listeners of the show will know who Ninja is. Ninja, not his real name. Ninja sent Which us is an, also not Shunter. Exactly. And he sent us an email and said, since the, since the mailbag has slowed down a bit, and so I should say he actually sent this a couple of weeks ago, but we held on to it because uh, we needed it to, um, yeah, you know, we, we needed to hold it back, you know, for the appropriate forum, which is this. Okay. So, this fucking Mark on the reel, he's just fucking, he can't watch his 15 minutes, does he? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Since the mailbag is Mark's going to be on the shut the fuck up in a minute. Yeah. Oh, we, we, I'm sure we could fucking like block cunts on this <laughs> thing. <laughs> I can't be fuck figuring it out though. Since the mailbag has slowed down a bit, I thought I'd share a couple of stories. The first one is about another a new Broncos recruit being shunned by his former club, albeit he's a decent bloke and not a wife-beating piece of shit like Ben Barber. 
I have it on good authority that Marty Kennedy was outcast by Trent Robinson in the wake of the HGH scandal at the Roosters. Kennedy's last appearance was his 18th man against Manly in the Roosters' 4-0 win in week one of the finals. After that, the HGH story hit the media and Kennedy spoke to journalists about it. And he's put a... Um a link in there um, where Kennedy's talking about, you know, that high readings don't in, you know, indicate illicit conduct, you know, blah, blah, blah. Given the major dramas faced by his brother at Essendon, Robinson didn't want to borrow of Kennedy, so for the last few weeks of Kennedy's tenure at the Roosters, Robinson did not even speak to him. Also, despite making 16 appearances this year for the Tricolours, Kennedy will not be receiving a premiership ring. The other story here is where I commit <laughs> this week in league, or Twill Seppuku. Glenn will love it because it involves giving me shit about punching above my weight, rugby league, and Cox. Well, quite frankly, punching above his weight, I still, I still can't believe it. He needs to change his uh, Twitter avatar because it just reinforces it every single fucking day. So here goes one of the, one of the finest stories that, uh, <laughs> that we've received in the show. When I got engaged in 2009, I was yet to learn that after a party ends, you should just go home. <laughs> Instead... A lesson, <laughs> a lesson all married people tend to learn. Exactly. Sometimes when it's too late. Exactly. So I said, instead, I followed my friend's suggestion to kick on at the pub afterwards. So despite the fact I should have just been content to have successfully conned my fiancé into marrying me, we made our way from the party venue to the Fitzroy Hotel in Windsor with a group of friends. Since I was in a celebratory mood, I thought it was a great idea to scull a few beers, my go-to party trick, (laughs) and really get things cranking. A few beers in, and about an hour or so later, I was lining up at the front bar for another drink and spotted one of my mates leaning on a table nearby. For some reason, I thought it would be really funny to get my cock out. (laughs) <laughs> you know what would be funny, guys? <laughs> Who does this? Just going to whip this out. Yeah, yeah. Tell I me mean, what you think. I mean, I've got to say, I mean, like, well, I'm, I could be absolutely spastic drunk, and it wouldn't even be in my top ten of Look, the things. I'm like, I'm dropping down a list going, I'll do this, no, I'll do this, no, I'll do, no, 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 no. It'd make my top ten, but if I whipped it out, no one would see it, because I'm hung like a numbat. <laughs> All right, so... A few beers in, and about an hour or so later, I was lining up at the front bar for another drink and spotted one of my mates leaning on a table nearby. For some reason, I thought it'd be really funny to get my cock out. I called out to him, and when he turned his head towards me, I yelled, Windmill! And cranked it around like I was churning butter. (laughs) So I presume kind of Michael Robinson style. (laughs) And cranked it around. So so he laughed at me. Then I turned around and put it away before I decapitated the barmaid. This guy's a fuckhead. Not long after, the owner of the pub who I played footy with bundled me into a taxi with my fiance, and we went home. So the funny thing is, the fiance is actually there at that point. <laughs> All right. Like Glenn, I'm a very sleepy drunk. Instead of doing what I was expected to do in bed, I fell asleep while my fiance was in the bathroom. Next thing I know, I was being shaken awake because I had made, well, a cock of myself. Not only was I too blind to do the deed, but apparently I'd waved my dick around at Lachlan Coote, who was just out for a couple of quiet drinks with his brothers. They were at the table with my mate who played junior footy with one of them, but they promptly left the main bar area once I started swinging. Thankfully, I don't cop too much grief about it from my wife, bar the odd occasion where she reminds me about the fact on the night of our engagement party, Cootie saw more of your dick than what I did. <laughs> and she subsequently went out and bought herself a onesie and, uh, you know, Shunter's not going to be a father anytime soon. <laughs> so, um, where are we? Anyway, this is my, and he goes on to say, anyway, this is my first full year of This Week in League and I just wanted to say thanks to both of you for putting out the podcast and creating what is a truly fantastic online community of like-minded footy fans. Enjoy the off-season. Looking forward to season 2014 already. So, there you go. <laughs> This and these people that have this U stream fucking blah blah blah, you know, usernames, 
you need to put a message out there to identify who you actually are too. Especially the person saying, come on, we love Glenn, leaving him alone. Ustreamer-912342, if that indeed is your real name. Is that the postcode of Beverly Hills? Possibly, possibly. Referential um, retard strikes again. Thanks to everyone who's given us the uh, the real talk and the uh, the mail the mailbag stuff and the windmills. Yeah, I mean the mailbag thing only really sort of emerged, you know, going you know midway sort of it sort of evolved through the season. And I'm glad that we got it done because I mean we've got some fucking cracking tales going through there, especially for things like uh, look at Chapo. He's just a, I hope he wins Gronk of the Year because quite frankly he's fucking Gronk of this chat with, with Mark on the reel. Um, so. Once again, thanks for everyone who's contributed to the mailbag. You've got one week left to keep doing it. And uh, and look at that. Ads keep popping up. People apologize for that. But unfortunately, you know, that's that's got nothing to do with us. And, uh, oh, fucking. Do they do like topical ads? Like for the person that's watching it, you know, does an ad specific to a product that they're going to be interested in? You know, like mad cow's disease. Does, you know, someone selling ham hocks <laughs> and ham-fisted fucking retards come up? <laughs> is that yeah. the ad that comes up? People who are actually worrying about the ad, um, they you will find that uh, you we won't be like overwritten by the ad or anything like that. We, we'll catch up, so don't worry about that. You'll get the ad and stuff. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Benny Grace, Benny Grace, he's jumped in. Well done. Yeah. And um, so yeah, once again, thanks for the mailbag. And we should do like oh, this 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 chat room mailbag special edition for the live stuff. Just want to go back, and we've got some um. Mark on the reels come out and said, "By the way, can I just say one thing? I used to hate Manly before I listened to Twill. Oh fuck, it's refreshed. And you, I think you wanted to say that now I hate the Tigers and actually don't mind Manly. Is that that Mark on the reel? Mark on the reel. Is, how do we keep people out of our chat room? I don't. Are know. We, we're the landlords of our chat rooms, aren't we? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to click this pop. He's out effectively button. a fucking squatter in okay. our chat room. I'm going to put the chat room out here like this, and fucking, it's going to be a separate thing. So then we can actually follow it a bit better and see what the fuck's going on. But that's a mailbag." Okay, news. First story. I want to talk about Papali getting robbed in England. Kangaroos forward Josh Papali was, in quotes, shaken after being robbed of £200 during a night out in Manchester, but the Canberra star is unlikely to make a formal complaint to police as he can't recall what happened. Papali was robbed by two men after withdrawing money from an ATM on the Kangaroos' first night in Britain before the World Cup. He and teammates had gone to the Tiger Tiger nightclub in Shud Hill near the city centre on Tuesday night, and there are suggestions Papali was escorted... Yeah, <laughs> he was escorted to the ATM by armed robbers. What are the odds, you reckon, of um of them going, going seeing that and going, well, fuck, we've got to go in there. Because, <laughs> you know, Robbie's gone, guys, guys, fucking, we should God, go in there. And I like, fucking own this joint. And they're like, look, motherfucker, you're not, um, <laughs> you're not fucking there. You know, you're not even in a fucking run on side, Robbie. You're not even going to fucking play in the big games. You're only going to play when we're playing like a minnow. Robbie pulled you on a balaclava and pulled out his gun and held up Josh Papali. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Exactly. So it's all, it's very sus. A, a, man, a greater Manchester police spokesman said the incident had occurred in the early hours of Wednesday morning, but Papali had been unable to provide details of exactly how the robbery had occurred. Police have spoken to a 21-year-old man in relation to an incident that occurred in the early hours of Wednesday, 17th of October, 2013. The man has not been able to fully recall what happened, and therefore no offences have been recorded at this time. 
It's understood Papali has been interviewed twice by police, but an Australian team official told British media it was unlikely the matter would be taken further because of the practicalities of it all. They asked him to fill out a form about himself and he couldn't decide whether he was from Australia or New Zealand. <laughs> uh, Don Ferner said that he'd been in contact with his brother David, the former Raiders coach who's on the Kangaroos coaching staff. I didn't speak to him directly, just by text. As I understand it, Josh is fine. He's probably just a bit shaken, but that is all. And apparently he can't remember what the deal was. Can't remember what happened. Why? How he got in that position where, you know... He was perhaps escorted to ATM, or perhaps he was going to get money out to buy something he shouldn't have been going to buy. Sounds like he made up the whole fucking story. And like over over a couple over a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, come on, Josh. Come on, Josh. Pick up your game. I remember seeing people on Twitter going, "Well, this is obviously he's he's not being robbed. He's fucking this is he's like, lost he's <laughs> lost two hundred pounds. Is what he's done. <laughs> he tried he tried, he tried to buy he tried to buy two hundred pounds worth of pingers or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Off Joey Johns. <laughs> and the motherfuckers uh, and uh, the people only just now on the slow mobile feed. Look, guys. Um. We're looking at your chat messages coming through. Just want to say, and we don't, and we don't mind, you know, if you're late or whatever. We'll. Uh... <laughs> and someone said Ferguson was giving blowies for two hundred bucks. I didn't know he was England, but there you go. As far as I'm concerned, that's the bottom line. All right, uh, Greg McCallum looks like he is the favourite to become the next boss of the referees. Daniel Anderson, he's shifted aside. He's shifted position. He's obviously taking on a Gus Gould kind of role over there at Parramatta. Firstly, why the fuck's Daniel Anderson going back to Parramatta? Hasn't he had his fill of that shit? <laughs> Honestly, fuck. You know, like sometimes a cat might shit somewhere, and then it takes a little bit of time. Then it's got to come back and scratch over where it just took a dump. That's Daniel Anderson at Parramatta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but he's emerged as the front runner to replace Daniel Anderson uh, in a move that would allow whistleblowers to again be run by one of their own. Like that would fucking make a difference. Another former referee, Tony Arch, has been appointed as the interim boss, although it's understood he does not want the role on a full-time basis. The NRL's on the hunt for a replacement for former Parramatta coach Anderson, who's returned to the Eels to take up an executive <laughs> Everyone role. Everyone employed by Paras on a casual basis, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Effectively, uh, McCallum, a, f- a former grand final referee who recently stepped down as the boss of the match review committee, confirmed he was interested in heading up the refereeing ranks. I'm interested in working within the referee structure, yes. I'm interested in other things that might come up in the game, but obviously refereeing is my core background. I've been involved in the game for 30 years since I first refereed first grade. I went to England and spent six years in their administration and three of those operating referees. I've got a bit of background in it and watched every game that's been played over the past 10 years, so I've got a fair understanding of what's going on. So, do you think that Greg McCallum, in this role, could possibly stop fucking idiots making stupid fucking decisions? Has Greg McCallum still got his beard? That I don't know. Well, that's a key point. I, I don't have if a He's still got his beard, he can do the job. If he doesn't have his beard, I don't think he's, he's, he's well equipped. I just, want, I just wonder if, you know... Everyone knows beards rule the fucking world. I just wonder that the head Look of... Castro. The head of the referees thing, I just wonder how much they can actually do to actually, you know... Fucking make a difference. They're not the guys running around with the whistle on the day that make the dumb fucking decisions and make the seventh tackles and the exactly. fucking held up to the exactly. tries. And then, you know what I mean? Like, and look, you can sack them, you can put them in reserve grade, and they'll come back and they'll still make the same fucking idiotic mistakes until the video ref has a lot more power and influence than what they currently do. Um, I don't think we're going to get too far with refer- the, the on field referees, forward passes, etc. Having said that, Video refs, they make their share of cock-ups too, just quietly. Yeah, also, in this article, they said that they uh, the NRL trialed the captain's challenge, season, uh, cap, cap, captain's challenge system in the under-20s last season, and McCallum believes it's ready to be incorporated in the NRL next year. His quote was, I watched the uh, NYC finals, and I saw two decisions in week three that would have eliminated the Tigers if they were left unchallenged but were overturned, he said. 
So, um, the NRL has scheduled a fact-finding trip to North America to study whether the NHL's war room review system could be used in rugby league. Anything that we can study that will improve the ability of referees to get decisions right there and then on the field is a positive, McCallum said. I like it. I like both we, of those. We've been talking about that or something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. For a fucking a year now. Yep, yep. I like it. I like it a lot. The war room thing would be great because at the end of the day... Even like you see this, uh, just watching Twitter and listening to the commentators on a game, invariably they seem to get the the decision right. If the referee gets it wrong, they seem that you know what I mean. They they seem to be saying the right things, and then it comes back from a video referee, and everyone's like, "Oh my, I can't fucking believe that." How'd they come to that? Mm. So that's just gronks on Twitter, like the fucking spastics we're seeing in the chat here at the moment. People like that. And people yeah. like Gus and Rabs, and like and Rabs, I mean, yeah, he died of fucking dementia years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like weekend at Ray's every Friday night. <laughs> exactly, Gus Gould hand up the ass, using him like a puppet to argue with himself. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> get that image out of your fucking head. Gus Gould's got really like short, stubby, pudgy hands too. It wouldn't be comfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the that's the thing you find wrong with that. <laughs> Bennett Humphreys, the war room should be in a party limo. And of course, he was a member of the party the, the party limo uh, to the grand final. So yeah. obviously, uh, he was loving it. I hope you've washed Nate's semen off your chest. Wow. Funny. Hang on. How did we mate, get here so early? Mate, that, mate, I mean, you take that limo, remove the, remove the alcohol, replace it, with, replace it with spa water, and it was just like fucking Coffs, Coffs Harbour in that thing. It was like, it was like fucking rolling Coffs Harbour, that shit. <laughs> All right, next one. Um, and this, I feel, it's, it's kind of strange. Matt Parrish has been sacked at Parramatta. First casualty of the new coaching regime at Parramatta, and uh, he won't have a position at the club next year. Uh, he was told of the news by incoming coach Brad Arthur during the week, and uh, it looks like Dean Pay is likely to follow Ricky Stewart to Canberra. Andrew Webster, the under-20s coach, is switching to the Tigers, so the Eels are in the process of revamping their entire coaching staff following Brad Arthur's appointment as head coach on Wednesday. So uh, Arthur and the uh, general manager of football, Daniel Anderson, have begun sounding out possible coaching candidates with former West Tigers assistants Peter Gentle and Steve Folks, plus St. George Illawarra under-20s coach Justin Holbrook among the options. So I actually feel a little bit for, uh, for Matt Parrish. Remember when he came over and he was an uh, assistant coach at Manly and uh, he went pretty well there and then it was like, he was He was almost, the next big thing. He was, yeah, and he was like a almost, almost, almost... West, West Tigers, Tigers coach, head, like head coach. coach, yeah, and he was he was in the mix, you know, much like Taylor and Arthur were, you know, vying for the Parramatta role. Missed out on that, ended up as being fucking assistant at Parramatta, which is like, you know, a jizz mopper at the twenty cent fucking yeah. <laughs> peep show, and um and now he's been sacked from that. So oh, don't know what's gonna, don't know what's going to happen with him. I mean, Manly need an assistant coach, and Parish from all reports is great. Um. But I did see another article not related to this one uh, directly, but uh, Tuvi apparently filthy with Parramatta because it's two years in a row that they've been you know, board trouble and all that fucking about and like last second taking the Manly assistant coach to be, you know, to be on their coaching staff. Yeah. So, yeah, Parramatta, unprofessional side and they're, uh, what's this, Guantanamo Hogan's entered, well, we know who he is. Yes. There you go. I think he should change his Twitter name to that, but it's probably He said he was, uh, he was tweeting nude before. I'm surprised he hasn't been carted off to a concentration camp. And mistaken for a POW. There seems to be a bit of fucking bit of bit of a uh, bit of Twitter beef. But Mark on the reel said, uh, "Who's the Ottoman?" Sorry for my ignorance. And then... No, no, you are not forgiven for your fucking ignorance. <laughs> if there's then... one thing you should know, there's one thing you should know about this show. It's who the Ottoman is. 
we were literally fam- like we were founded. Everything on this show is built from the Ottoman. Exactly. So um, here's the foundation of bon- this this empire is built. And meanwhile, Chapo is just fucking basically <laughs> just just trotting out manly plays of the Bulldogs. Tuvi to become the coach of the Bulldogs. Yeah. I'm barely listening. Time for bed, Chapo. <laughs> Curl up under your cardboard box, champ. And look at Trotters. What a nice guy. He's, he's answered Mark on the reels question said that the Ottomans job right Oh, away. whatever. <laughs> this each response to Tiger Benji. Well, instead of calling me a grog, answer the question, you shit cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, loving, I'm loving this fucking chat. I'm loving it. This is awesome. We have to... This I think this whole experience so far has made the decision for us. We can't do it every week. I, th- I, I can't because I couldn't do it if I wasn't drunk. No, not get drunk every. No, not get drunk every and do every. But I'm like, an do alcoholic. The, do the I mean, that's thing. awesome. But I'd probably have to move in. No, but we, yeah. prob- we probably well, should live under your desk. <laughs> well, yeah. Not in a good way. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, I think that um, well, this has made the decision. I think we should be live. You know, not necessarily. Alco- I don't think the alcohol is a massive factor in it. I think it's the interaction with the chat How room thing. It's going to really. It's going to really change, you know, flip the show around a little bit, I think, because there's going to be more of that real-time interaction as we're actually doing it. It's People Mitchell. He's feedback. a Tigers fan. You can stay, champ. Look at this. We've got 97. Wow. I mean, there's other podcasts that went live, and let's see. Those motherfuckers never cracked 12, so you <laughs> dick, you cunts. All right. Now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no names. With wine comes truth. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, motherfuckers who know, know. All right. And uh, apparently Hopper Jr. is going to honor his deal. At Parramatta. That's a fucking real talk right there. Brad Arthur's concer- con- confirmed Will Hopawati will honour his Parramatta deal with scientific data showing he's now faster and stronger than when he was a teenager who played State of Origin. He's a fortnight away from completing his Mormon mission in Brisbane and there were fears the two-year stint would jeopardise both his Eel contract, Eels contract and his capacity to play NRL. But Arthur, who's now in charge of the Eels, obviously, set the record straight. Not only will Hopawati feature in Parramatta centres next year, but... <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Sensational. Not only will Hopawati feature in the Parramatta Centres next year, but the club's statistical benchmarks indicate the 21-year-old will be physically equipped to fire in the NRL. Parramatta has gone into remarkable length. Fucking how fit would he be? <sighs> he spent so much time on a bike, the motherfucker could have won 10 Tour de France's by now. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking mark on the reel is uncontrollable. Look at this shit. <laughs> Parramatta have gone to remarkable lengths to ensure Hopawade's success next year, transporting training equipment 920 kilometres and setting up a private gym at his church in Brisbane. After holidaying in Bali, Arthur begins a new chapter at Parramatta on Monday and says Hopawade will be a key plank in his plan to make the Eels a finals force. I've spoken to Will's father, John, and he's informed me that he'll definitely be at Parramatta next year, which is good news. I'll be using him in the centres. When you have a player of Will's quality, he needs to get the ball in his hands as often as possible, so I'd like to see him closer to the action. He's had a few years out of the game, but I'm confident Will can make an impact when he's settles in. It's a big year for everyone at the club. I know people look at the Eels coming last in 2013, but I don't want us finishing 12th or 14th next year. I think the top eight is a realistic goal, and that's what I'll be working towards. So. Oh, look. I, I think that Parramatta is going to kill Hopper Jr.'s career. <laughs> it's going to die a, a fairly quick and uh, excruciatingly painful death. Um, but... You know, good luck to him. He's going to earn eight hundred grand playing in the centres for Parra. Good luck to him. Exactly, and Parramatta's high- fuck all. Like, how much ball's going to get out of there? The forwards drop it. Parramatta's high performance. He'll get to, get to Sandow if he's sober, or yeah. hasn't fucking punted on Gone himself. To England or something. The Parramatta's high performance guru. Here's a name. I'm going to give you a blast from the past, not distant past, but re- you know, recent past. Cherry Mesher. 
Oh yeah, he's the Parramatta high performance guru. Oh, yeah, because he played his whole career at the Western Suburbs Magpies. He knows a lot about high performance. I just give I, me a fucking break. I don't remember Cherry Mesher being one of those guys that was kind of spoken about in the same kind of way that high like, performance people were, like, like Wayne Pierce or guys like you know who before the massive professional era where guys you know could be like the super fit guys. You know, everyone oh, Cherry was Mesher had a motor. But don't get me wrong, he had a motor. It was a Maltese motor, if I think. I'm pretty sure he was from Malta. I don't know. I don't, I'm going to say he's from Malta. I'm not sure. But any motor built in Malta is, uh, isn't is real flash. Suspect. That's all I'm saying. It's suspect. <laughs> it's probably a two and a half cylinder. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> His chat room fucking um, He said that every session we've had has been exceptional. There's been nothing there to suggest he wasn't committed to the cause. We had to start from a lower base than we would have hoped, but every time we've gone up there, he's improved. His speed's improved, and so has his strength. Every time we test him, there are significant improvements. In some areas, he has been exceptional given the circumstances. I imagine that would be on the fucking static bike. <laughs> <laughs> is that we've had to create a gym for him. We basically sent a heap of equipment up to Brisbane and got it all set up. We had to create a little training center in his own backyard, dumbbells, barbells, pre Hab equipment, speed equipment, and weighted vests. This is the sound of my fourth bourbon. Nicely, nicely. What about I'm... if he gets if he gets subbed off and he's on the sideline on the stationary bike? You'll fucking take it, off. Fucking <laughs> smoke coming off that thing. <laughs> It'll break its shackles and you'll start doing fucking laps around the field. You'll be doing laps around the field, throwing pamphlets and fucking make makeshift Bibles at people. Oh, this is going to get ugly at Par- at Pertec Stadium. I just, I just want to say, looking at the chat room, this, it just sees everyone's. This is the everyone's just trolling each other and calling each other sex pests. And fucking, <laughs> this is awesome. It's been sensational. Oh, look, just get on top of each other, will you? Exactly, exactly. Now, what I want to do is um, I want to have a drink of beer. I want to have a significant drink of beer because so, you're, you're plowing through bourbons while I'm fucking talking. So mm. I want you to fucking start off this next news story, oh, please. shit. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is a revelation that hasn't been brought up earlier in the show. Where am I reading from? The top? It's, that's the fucking title of the article. Right, eh? This bold bit. Matt Chechen doesn't know the meaning of fucking responsibility what, and accountability. This shit, Nathan? That's where you start from there. Chechen doesn't know the meaning of responsibility. Shattered referee Matt Chechen says his botched tackle count may have cost him a World Cup spot, but he insists the blunder did not rob the Cowboys of a maiden premiership. Do you damn straight? Their inability to beat the West Tigers at any meaningful matches is is, uh, psychologically robbed them of any chance of ever winning a premiership ever in the history or any future history of that club. I made some of that up. It has been five weeks since the Cowboys were left outraged after a terrible officiating gaffe saw Cronulla awarded the seventh tackle try in their 2018 sudden death victory at Allianz Stadium. Six officials were subsequently axed, but it was Chechen, the referee guilty of the inflated tackle count, who felt the greatest pain of all. The 39-year-old is no stranger to adversity. Last year, Chechen became the first rugby league official to publicly reveal he is gay, so he understands the toll of confronting one's demons. But the seven-tackle saga, saga still sung. Since his NRL officiating debut in 2001, Chechen says he's never previously erred on a tackle count, which is why the fallout amid allegations he cost the Cowboys a title cuts deep. There are a heap of feelings. Embarrassment, disappointment, anger. I went through the whole lot, says Chechen, speaking for the first time since his costly clangor. I've refereed more than 100,000 play the balls in my career, and this is the first time I've got a count wrong. I've had my demons to deal with as part of this process. I'm pulling the, in pulling the game apart, there's no one else to be filthy on. Other officials were dropped, but it was my mistake. It hurts. 
The error I made was simply a mistake. It wasn't the experience or poor positioning. It just happened. The hard thing is, I have to wait until next year before I get to referee again. It's a long time between drinks. Asked about claims he dudded the Cowboys, Chechen says there were plenty of incidents in that game that combined to have an impact. Players are involved as well, and they make errors. I didn't feel like going out for a few days, but life goes on. Chechen paid a heavy price for a split-second miscount. Gorn was his shot at a grand final. I, Nate, I can't get... Look, I'm trying to read a story. It's heartfelt, it's passionate... I can't get your bottle opener. I was just going to say, um, you keep fucking going. I was just trying, yeah, obviously. <clears throat> I'm going to go get a bottle opener because you fucking brought me the six pack, but you didn't bring me the bottle opener. So I'm going to go get a bottle opener. You keep reading and slay Chechen off for a while. Gorn was his shot at a grand final. Australia will have four officials at the World Cup starting Saturday, but Chechen will not be one of them, despite having controlled the 2011 Four Nations final. Ch- Chechen accepts. Many league fans will be thinking, How? How could he commit such a fundamental officiating error on such an important stage? The answer is it's no different to why does a player drop a sitter? Why does a player miss a tackle? Chechen muses. We do make mistakes and we work very hard at trying to prevent it, but it will never get to zero. Like the players, we are human. Chechen wasn't made aware of the error until half-time. Devastated. The second stanza became a test of character. None of the officials knew. None of the players knew Fucking at still all. Going. It was a shock, he said. I knew my season was over right there and then. I had seven or eight minutes to get my head right. I blackboxed. What does that mean? What? Blackboxed it like we were trained to do and got on with the job I in think the second that means, half. I think that means he goes to his happy place. But I got my ass kicked. I got my ass kicked and that was part of the review. It brings you back to earth, but I have an aim to do the State of Origin in the Grand Final next year. <laughs> Chechen, you're a funny, funny man. And the only way of doing that is by bouncing back and being the best referee I can be. <laughs> hey, Life of Ty, what was that hash? You just said hash, ha- it's hash censored. What was? Your, what did you fucking put in there? Fucking put it in there. Um, Put it in there in a match Chechen story, of course. That's the next one. We won't go to the next one yet. <laughs> yeah, that's the next one. Don't go on to that story yet. We won't talk about Chechen, how fucked he is. Honestly, I agree with him in the sense that he that that one decision didn't actually fucking cost them the entire, you know cost them the game. But everything else that he's saying in there, I mean, he's really fucking failing to take responsibility like and be accountable for how big he's kind of putting into like a into the same sort of he's black boxed it, if you will, into the same sort of space of like a missed knock on or a missed forward pass or something. He's like trying to play it off like it's not fucking massive and it's, it's very fucking massive. I agree. And the... the, the <laughs> I mean, the Cowboys could have dead set won a premiership. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, you, if you're a delusional fucking crack whore like Jono, oh, a.k.a. mad cow's disease, I just ham-hocking, <laughs> typing, smashing a key, keypad with his ham-hocks, um, you know, he thinks the Cowboys were robbed of a premiership. He's on his own. <laughs> Um, you know what? We need to start a new show called This Week in in, in This Week in League's Chat Room. <laughs> this Week in This Week in League's Chat Room. Because <laughs> this shit's fucking sensational. And it's of these people, obviously, it's like it's the very it's the very epitome of when people say keyboard warriors and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, they wouldn't say this on Twitter. This. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't even say it on Twitter. Exactly. Absolutely fucking sensational. And Blue Beaver. And what the fuck is Bennett doing? He's got two accounts going at the same time. Because he's got Bennett Humphreys as well as Blue Beaver. So yeah, Chechen saved the cows and ass whooping the next week. I would agree. I would agree. And we've got Life of Ty said, Cowboys just can't close out games in finals. Hash, real talk. 
<laughs> Isn't that guy a manly fan? How'd they go closing out the grand final? No see, good. See, see Tiger Benji comes in and says, that news story was like reading an excerpt out of retired cricketers tour diary. I would advise you don't scroll up and look at what was being said while you were... <laughs> yeah, I, I read it. I read it. And isn't it funny that Guantanamo Hogan's got so much to say? <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, Bennett is a next level super fan. Okay, next one. This is a story that you guys are all going to love, especially Cronulla fans, I presume. Where did you get that from? That surely that's not a, a headline in a. No, I make up the headlines. Right. I make up the headlines. I thought you just copied and pasted the whole thing. I'm like, hang on, that's not in the Telegraph, surely. So how. <laughs> So when have you seen on, uh, on 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 the Telegraph or when you've seen fucking on um, on on League HQ or one of the rugby league websites? When have you seen a headline along the lines of Shane Hayne is an orange cunt who spent too much time in the bitch toaster? <laughs> Never. Oh, that's best. So Dick Fingers. Oh, you're so much funnier when I'm three and a bit bourbons down. <laughs> And a cruiser. And a, and a cruiser. cruiser. <laughs> I mean, that's like Pasito. I mean, let's not fucking worry about yeah. that. Um, <laughs> Dick Fingers is off to France. Cronulla fans rejoice as Ben Pomeroy has played his last game for the club and will take up a two-year deal with French Super League outfit Catalan's Dragons. The French club announced the acquisition of the 29-year-old on their website on Saturday and their coach... Froggy Frog Frog said Pomeroy was an important addition to his side. Ben has played over 160 NRL games and will bring all of his experience to our squad. He's very powerful, runs and tackles hard. He'll be an asset to our attack and defensive line. No, he won't. And the article here... <laughs> Something's lost in translation there. And the article, the article here says... <laughs> Pomeroy, who could delight and frustrate Sharks fans in equal measure, scored four tries in 20 games this year. <laughs> look, four tries in 20 games. Chris Lawrence scored more tries than that. Look, He's not a first grade centre. <laughs> wait, hang on, wait. Who said that? Well, Chris, Chris James Lawrence, Beam. Chris Lawrence also spent 20 games on the sideline <laughs> yeah, exactly. with a, with a, you know, with a fr- fractured, fractured hip or some bullshit, you know, like some Betty Whitish old person's disease, you know, mm. like you know, osteoporosis or whatever it is. I'll, that he's I'll got. glass you with your own beer. <laughs> <laughs> so. He's been signed by the Dragons as a replacement for winger Damian Blanche, who's been linked to premiers of Sydney Roosters, where he could reunite with his former mentor, Trent Robinson. And um, yeah, and, and then it goes on to say, as if to dig the knife even further, Pomeroy's last game for Cronulla was in their 24-18 loss to grand finalist Manly in the second week of the finals. And wasn't that a happy time? Mm. Didn't get much happier, though, did it, really, when you lost the well. grand final? You poor sad cunts. I had a pretty fucking um, happy weekend. It's actually, you know what, this fucking night's gone down the same route. It's awesome. Um... I don't think you, you've got nothing to say about Ben Pomeroy other than, you know, Cronulla's uh, uh, probably he's got 10. To, he's got too many freckles. 10, That's 15. all I'm going to say about Ben Pomeroy. Well, Cron- yeah, well, so that would make Cronulla, like 10, what, 10, 15% better? A minimum. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Gareth Hock has been dropped from the Pom side. He's been removed from England's World Cup squad for serious breaches of team discipline. So... Brett that Ferris. guy's a bit of a cock by the sound of him. Even Pommy people don't like him. They generally don't like anything but their own people. It takes a bit for stuff to come out, you know, to, to make its way all the way over here for players that haven't played here or aren't likely to play here. And, and then, you know, they're not probably rugby league players. They might play in the Super League. Yeah, well, yeah. But they're not actually rugby league there's players. There's no there, exactly. You know, they're, um, they're like, they're English, so they're not yeah. real humans. But this is, this is basically an abbreviated version of his rap sheet. Um, 
Controversial career to date. He's scheduled to, jo- to join Parramatta next year before he reneged on the deal to stay with his young family in England. Tested positive to cocaine in 2009, was handed a two-year ban. Earlier this year, he was handed a four-game Super League ban for making deliberate contact with a referee, which followed a similar incident in 2008. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Isn't it? Isn't it just... <laughs> So, so I mean, if you actually, if you actually had seen, you know, the incident you know, with the referee, what you're saying, then you know, by by extrapolation, by extension, you're saying that uh, he went up to the referee and said, you know, what the fire finger say to the face? <laughs> Cold blood. What did the fire finger say to the face? Then, eh, governor? They said, Gareth, you're a fuckhead. You should play for power. Cold blood, eh, cock? <laughs> Unity. And he said, I've got a young family. And stay here in London. Now tell me, do you Get watch our shit dental hygiene? Not brush our teeth or have a bath for months. That's how we, that's how we roll here in London. I just want to say, Curtis is saying jinx on the what the five fingers say to the face thing, mate. I said, I said that about thirty seconds before yeah. you typed that. Fuck off, Kurt. You got ads and stuff. Put your you. undies back on, bitch. <laughs> okay, now do you watch? I need to ask a question. Do you watch much rugby union at all? Not Do you watch much. like the Wobblies games and things like that? I'll try and catch a bit of it. Um, I'll give it a you know five to ten minutes to entertain me, and then I'll turn it off. Okay, because this subject I know nothing about, but um, James O'Connor could uh, end up in rugby league. He's not coming. <laughs> this he's earning seven hundred and fifty grand a no, year. No, Where's he going to play? Para? He's, he's been cut loose though. I mean, like you know, he's cut loose of his ARU contract and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, he's a gronk. His missus is a gronk. Or Instagram. Yeah. I, I saw Erin. I'm sure she's not listening. She'd be on the chat room being yeah. a mole. Um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw her retweet some stuff that uh, his mole was, um, or sorry, his missus, <laughs> censored, um, was posting about the rebels being tight asses. Yeah. But she managed to score tickets to One Direction. So she obviously has. Absolutely no taste in music. Exactly. And no taste, guy, Sebastian no taste in men either with this imbecile. So, apparently, three, at least three NRL clubs are privately speaking to him about, about getting him in. Um, his contract, as you said, he was on a, an annual contract worth around 750 grand, which included 400 grand from the Melbourne Rebels and then a 350 grand top up from the ARU. Now, he's basically been cast off from the ARL, ARU, so you're instantly chopping 350 off that, and he's unsigned for next season. So they're saying in the union that um, he would only receive a contract between 200 and 250 grand a season at this point. So it's expected he'll return to the Western Force, although NRL clubs are now showing some interest although none have officially lodged an offer. So one NRL club CEO said, uh, at 750 grand a season, good luck. But at 250 grand, he might be worth a gamble. I know our club has spoken about him and so have a few others. He seems to find trouble, but rugby league has a habit of rehabilitating troubled players. Do they? That's pretty fucking like laugh. Like Blake man. Ferguson. Yeah. Hang on, what? <laughs> I was going to say Robert Louis, but I mean, he hasn't... Oh, kicked, this got to love Keefe, motherfucker. He hasn't kicked the shit out of his woman for a couple of, you know, two years now. Yeah, I, yeah so. would you consider that fuckhead rehabilitated? I wouldn't. Well, I've got a line through his name for all of eternity. In the in the sense in the sense that he's he's managed to go through two Mad Mondays consecutively without incident after two Mad Mondays with massive incident. Yeah. Then in that sense, maybe he's um you know maybe a little bit. I reckon know. someone like the Dragons might be desperate enough to sign James O'Connor. Yeah, I, you know I think Parramatta would be desperate. But I mean, they got a lot of high money, Jeez. high value guys on their roster too. So I don't think that they. They could prob- they're in a position where they probably couldn't afford it. I'd probably agree with uh, Mitchell in the chat room there. Like French Rugby Union, 
Where does their money come from? Fuck, they must sell, sell a lot of frog sucks over there. Fucking drug dealers, man. I mean, the amount of money they throw at shit players. Unbelievable. You, everyone goes there. <laughs> like, everyone goes to French rugby. <laughs> and look, this censored thing, it actually makes it really interesting looking at the chat room with the censored thing because then you try and figure out what they're actually saying, you know. But um, <clears throat> anyway, I have got no... I think it'll be funny if he turned out in a Dragons jersey and I just watch no him try and make tackles. Fuckwits making their way into league. Honestly, when's the last time... I, like I a, think, you know what I think? I yeah. think it's great that people like, you know, the Lottie Takiris, the Wendell Sailors, the Israel Falaus of the world, mm-hmm. cross over, earn a fuckload of cash yep. in rugby, and dominate. Israel Falaus just won Rookie of the Year. And yep. um, I've heard... I do, like I said, I do... Um, Lottie was actually good in Union as well. <laughs> I'll punch you in the fucking face. I'm right up for it tonight. I've had three and a bit bourbons and a cruiser. Um, I've got access to numerous empty bottles. Yeah, but the cruiser should fucking instill, you know, let's climb on the roof and fucking cut it, hug it out, bitch. Yeah, well, the cruiser would let's, generally let's, let's get up infer on the roof. some, you know, at some point we may have let's sex on, tonight. Let's get on the roof and hug it out, that's probably not going to happen. What I'm trying to say is Maybe get I'd like to undercard. see a union guy who's been a union guy all his life yep. come to league and really struggle. Well, can you? T- I mean, let's let's look at the flip side. Who, who is a union guy that started as a union guy, has made his way to league, and Ricky I'm talking Stewart. in recent. No, no, what I was going to go and say in recent history, because we know Michael O'Connor did it. Mm. Ricky Stewart, Ricky Stewart did, it. did it. But I mean, and those guys are obviously fantastic. But in the modern game, can you? I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. And it's and you, you know my brain's drunk right now, so it's, it's not. So so is mine, Nathan, because alcohol is a hell of a drug. It is. Um, it oh, is. I can't think of anything. Um, but James O'Connor, he can get fucked. Yeah, exactly. I don't want him in rugby league. All yeah, I want, You know what? Yeah. The only reason I want to see James O'Connor play rugby league is so he can get fucking thumped every week. Yep, that would be fantastic. It's the same reason I want to watch Jamie Soward play. Did you see Jamie Soward? Fuck Jamie Soward. Yeah, well, well, not literally, but did you see... Was he, God love Keith was Garrick Morgan. What planet are you on, motherfucker? <laughs> ben Grace, Jared Saffy. He's a Tigers fan and he wants to put Jared Saffy forth. Sam Harris kind of... I mean, like, he didn't kick massive goals, though, when he when he played for Manly. Did Come he? on, son. He did. And, and you've got to remember, Sam Harris was playing for Manly in the era where, um, where he... Uh, where Manly was getting like fucking Grant Wooden and um and that and Gary Winter, who was the guy that was you know the way they publicised him was, you know oh he he just got out of jail for murder. This is back in the days of like after the JV fell over and Manly came back and had no fucking money and like, had no players and they had these cocksuckers in there. So I just want to say on the subject of rugby union too, Quay Cooper can get fucked too. And the day he turns up for a fucking rugby league side is the day I want to see him get absolutely hopperwide on fucking Keefe Galloway. I've seen. Quade Cooper, I've watched him live, and I'm a big fan of his attacking play. He's he's the Benji Marshall of Rugby Union, just with less tackling ability, if that's possible. <laughs> I, I saw him try to make a tackle. I saw him try to make a tackle uh, about five metres out from the line he was trying to defend, and he actually backed away from the player running at him to the point where he was in the in-goal area, Waiting for another player to come and ta- make the tackle for him, <laughs> and then someone dived over and scored a try in front of him, and you know, no one really mentioned Quaid probably could have made that. We've tackle got people throwing out uh, throwing out Will Chambers, but Will Chambers is actually he was rugby league and then briefly went to Union, and then came back to rugby league, right? As far as I'm aware, 
It's Mitchell Kirtley, Bill. Brad, he can Brad, fuck off too. Brad Thorne, I think he was, he was... Same, same. Yeah, same, same. I mean, he was obviously, you know, uh, a lot of rugby league, and then he did quite a lot in rugby as well. Yeah. How old would Kirtley Bill be in 2016, Mitchell? Don't know. Don't know at all. And like Garrick Morgan, people throw... Garrick Morgan is not only the one... More than, more than one person has said Garrick Morgan. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You can't, if you start at the crushes, let me fucking remind you, wasn't Mario Fennick a fucking star at the crushes? <laughs> Get the Garrick fuck Morgan's a bigger myth than Glenn Stewart. Oh, fucking. Next. You had to take it there, did We've had the we've had the uh, the votes collated to us by a uh, a second or an alternative party. In fact, it's my wife's accounting business, uh, accountstar.com.au. And I know there's some people who are actually in the chat room at the moment that have had um, their tax done by her, and actually uh, Glenn as well. Yes, it's fantastic stuff. Uh, alcohol goes straight through me. Okay, we had a brief break in recording there, but it was very, very brief, guys. So let's get down to the Twillies and let's fucking do this and see who's won. Yeah, you guys with the off-air and all that, we lost connection briefly, but you'll see we're back and uh, we're recording. It's all good on our end. So this Mitchell real... cunt with this crisis. <laughs> Glenn's, <laughs> hacked. Glenn's hacked it. <laughs> Glenn could barely hack the fucking pee out of his cock just five minutes ago. Oh, well, I managed though. to do that. <laughs> do a steady stream. All right, so... Let's only rock and roll. Was, and quite frankly, brown. most of the people are in the chat room for this first one, I think. What do we got? The Sharkman 05. Memorial. Gronk of the Year Award. Let's see how we go. And the winner. We've got basically the top two places have been uh, put down for us here. And it was close. It was very close. The winner. The Sharkman 05. Gronk of the Year. At... Mup twenty three. Oh fuck no! With thirty nine point nine percent of the vote, and uh, second place. And I'll tell you what, it was based on this chat room tonight. He'd be a good show. Chapo the Creator, thirty four point one percent. So tried between, to rig the votes otherwise, but it didn't work. So between the two of them, these guys have taken nearly three quarters of the vote. So. It, it makes me wonder with Ben Zed. He kind of dropped. He dropped off as South dropped off, and I think that that lack of intensity in the vo- in the later rounds, a, a, aka dramatically. Yeah, I think that, that the lack of intensity in the later rounds really cost him because I thought that it was going to be a two horse race between those guys, but Mup has got it, and that's despite Mup actually going away on a like three month European break where he wasn't mm. really gronking it up as much as he usually was. So he well, he was just like in European countries where he didn't have to wear underpants and let his pubic region grow freely without grooming as they do in Europe so there you go and um, just some comments from the chat room there uh, at Linear Curtis said yeah good choice Mup is the Chinese food of Gronks <laughs> I wish right now I could remember how that fucking shitty Chinese food song went now as so I could sing it because I would do it and uh, yeah and most people yeah poor Chapo lost to Mup uh, what do we got there Ben Zed quit is he here 
and uh, Chapo bullshit something censored Mup <laughs> and, uh, and Bona said oh, Chapo bridesmaid here and a bridesmaid in NFL fantasy and in fact in NFL fantasy he's worse than a bridesmaid he's Parramatta of that. <laughs> bridesmaid you can imagine Chapo at a wedding pashing on with an ugly ugly groomsman alright so uh, congratulations Mup a very well deserved um, certainly for your work in the, you know like the first CA photo the- 10 that's very good point gotta love Keefe he was, he was in he was that in the mix that should have been in the mix he well was in, and truly he was in the mix but he wasn't uh, he wasn't the number one and um, we've got here our ex- Chap- Chapo's going to get naked and start a fire here in a minute <laughs> <laughs> shocking shocking now uh, over to you for the second category of the night uh, let me just put my bourbon down for a moment how inconvenient <laughs> and I'll take a drink. And the second award of the night is the uh, This Week in League Super Fan of the Year. Hotly contested, I'm sure. Oh, that's going to that's gonna hurt you. That's going to hurt. Can't even read it out. I'm just going to rip this up. <laughs> Don't and, rip it uh, that much. We need to be able to see the percentages. <laughs> Sorry, let me try and piece this back together. <laughs> he's legit. He's, he's legit. Oh, I really that's have legit. ripped it up because the winner with... Hang on, let me find the other piece. 34.4% of the vote is at Sweet Nigel B, um, who, in my personal opinion, is a fucking nerd that sits on his couch in his undies next to his mum and dad watching Star Wars every day of his miserable fucking life. And he's managed to take out a prestigious award. Based has, on... Let's just... And like that, that is obviously... Isn't based on him logging in and voting for himself numerous times. Nigel B wins that award because... He's a fuckhead. Hash, hiku, haiku. And uh, yeah, don't worry about it, guys. If we get kicked off air, doesn't matter. We're going to keep coming back. We'll say that the Ustream producer app is pretty fucking flaky. Not going to lie. And uh, we are going to bear with it. I mean, you guys are just crashing the shit because the numbers just keep going up. This is sensational. All right. So who came second in that? Uh, at Mr. Wars, who's also been on an overseas uh, junket, if you will. Yep. Yep. Uh, running long races and generally being uh, an Adidas employee and you know, showing people that he's better than most of us with his fucking perfectly groomed pubic, pants. pubic region. <laughs> <laughs> but got to give got to give a shout out as well because as we speak, it's Sam's birthday. It is so happy. Sweet Nigel B, your percentage was thirty four point four percent, but I say you're a hundred percent fuckhead. And Sam, aka Mister Wars, happy birthday over there in England. And I uh, hope you're having a great day. And I hope coming second by a massive margin to, <laughs> to Sweet Nigel B. I hope that fucking warms my the present to you and will the sub-cockles of your heart. My present to you at Mr. Wars will be a uh, a big hug and a sexy pat on the bum next time I see you. <laughs> and look, at we got evil conspiracy in the chat room there. And he's just like, censored, 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 censored. So obviously he's testing the boundaries of his fucking, of the parameters here. Paraman Mark too. <laughs> Yet exactly. again, late to the party, asking who won. At Sweet 9GB won. <laughs> Fuck me dead. And look at Chapo. He's like, he's basically making promises to redouble his effort to get 50% of the vote for Gronk of the Year next season. We shall see. We shall see. And I'm good. I'm glad to see the chat room. Very gracious to 9GB for his victory and being quite congratulatory. Sensational. Yeah. Okay. The third category of the night is the episode of the year, and I believe there was some there was some issues with the um with the the survey provider on this one. For some reason, they weren't allowing people to um, well, they weren't allowing everyone to put their own 
uh, if you know if they didn't agree with one of the three most highest rated ones, if they didn't, they wouldn't allow them to put their other one in there. Um, but we did have, I mean, having a look at the actual number of responses, we did get quite a lot though. People who did put their you know free ones in there, but the winner episode of the year, episode one hundred and eleven, Rally Towel. Forty-six point six percent of the vote. It's the first episode of the year, or second, Se- episode, second of episode of the year. After the, it was when the whole rally tail thing. I mean, I got to admit that, that was an epic night. It was an epic night. That that was an epic game, and um, a long way back to episode one hundred and twenty-nine with uh, rugby league Obama at twenty-nine point five percent of the vote. Epic night of rally tail, which died a very quick death. It was like a execution style bullet to the back of the head. Exactly, exactly. Okay, the fourth, rally tower. fourth of the night. What have we fourth got? award of the night is the This Week in League mascot of the year. Obviously, uh, given to the player um, who we've nicknamed, whether they like it or not. Um, okay, why am I getting all the awards I don't want to read out? <laughs> Mate, you saw it. I went one, two, this three, four, five. Rigged. We just alternated those shits. Go on. What do you got? The winner of this week in league mascot of the year is Jamie, the cat in the hat, soured. Oh, sensational. With the better part of 32% of the vote. Um, and number two is uh, all four of the Bird Dry brothers uh, with 23.2% of the vote. So congratulations, the cat in the hat. Um, he'll no doubt be clinging to that award at night, crying himself to sleep when he's playing reserve grade for all of the 2014 season. Well, there you go. Isn't that uh, isn't it funny that um, mascot of the year is someone that we would not consider a fucking mascot of ours at all, or a rugby <laughs> league player, or a human? Because it's basically <laughs> it's basically a guy that we've just fucking reverse kangered nonstop for the entire exactly. season. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Award number five. It is our team of the year, the first of our team of the year awards, and it's for the fullback. And well, what I would consider to be a massive upset, to be perfectly honest. It's got to be Tedesco. The winner, with 53% of the vote on the button, Greg Inglis. Massive upset, in my opinion. I I agree. I think James Tedesco was by far the standout. Massive upset over the person who I thought probably should have won. In second place, with 22.5% of the vote, Brett Stewart. Boxcar Jason, good luck. Ops has to be Snake. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Boxcar Jason, I would have thought it obviously had to be Snake as well. Life of Tight, I agree, guys, I agree. But unfortunately, no, it's not the case. And now people are throwing meows in there as well because they're, <laughs> they're catching up on the Jamie Sowers shit. <laughs> Boo, fiance beater, Life of Tight says. I think what we should do, actually, with these categories, we should just, like, after we talk, we talk about it for a little bit to give people's reactions time to come in so we can hit the reactions as well. This is great. It's like it's like hitting Twitter at the end of the recaps for the games, except it's more, it's instantaneous. I love it. Our, uh, our next entry into the team of the year is for the winger position. And with 51.7% of the vote, uh, comprehensively taking out the winger of the year award is our fan favourite, the Mexican. The Manly Burrito, Jorge Tofua. Jorge Tofua. That was beautiful, Nathan. So how many percent, sorry? 51.7% of the vote. I fucking dominated that shit. I dominated a motherfucking burrito. After um, Guzmini Gomez. Ryan Stiggs, illegitimate love child David Simmons, and uh, Roger Tuavasa-Shek with 16.6% of the vote tied. 
I like that David Simmons got the vote there and it's like point six 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 six. I bet Satan didn't vote for David Simmons. Just saying. <laughs> and we've got a lot of hip-hop, Jorge, and oh, it's, it's Mitchell 180's coming. He said Merritt was robbed. And, uh, oh, Manly fuck fans... off, Mitchell. <laughs> Box... I'm, I'm convinced Mitchell's never watched rugby league in his life. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Fiesta time from Boxcar Jason. And I just just want to say, we saw in the, in the chat room people saying, oh, you know, there's so many ads, it's like Channel 9 level annoying. Oh, really? I shall look into it. I don't know who saw it. I mean... Whose side it is it? You know, I heard there's wild turkey ads. Or who's who's complaining about that? Exactly. But if you know, if we can do something next season, whereby you know, if we have to like you know, pay some sort of you know small amount or something to to get ads removed of our channel, we we'll can fuck, do that. We'll do that. We'll do that shit. We're high budget these days, motherfuckers. <laughs> Life of Ties come out and said that uh, Merritt went rushing out of the line to grab the twilly, but just like Origin misjudged the something out of it and got embarrassed. <laughs> And a blue beaver said, "It's a Jorge Parte." Well, no, it's not actually. That's that's Uarte Parte. It's a it's a Georgie Orgy is the is the correct terminology according to this show. Anyway, okay, next, the team of the year, center of the year, and the winner. <laughs> Paraman Mark Two says, "I'm not getting AIDS at all." <laughs> can't catch it twice, as they say, as they say in high school and in primary school. Can't get it twice. Okay, the winner of the This Week in League Team of the Year, Centre of the Year, with a dominant 60.3% of the vote this year. Simona. Jamie Lyon. Fuck it. Fucking Captain Courageous. Yeah. Legend. Legend. And it's, it's not even worth talking about the second place because um, it's only 19.2% and the guy can't even get a fucking spot in the Australian side <laughs> he gets he gets he gets punted for Brent Tate, Michael Jennings. Well, Michael Jennings is for centre of the year by a fucking street, but anyway. Um <laughs> Gregson's obviously on that Penrith fucking internet. He's talking about Simmons. That was like a couple ago, wasn't it? <laughs> Penrith internet. <laughs> He's a Simmons Rob, the Raptors coming <laughs> fueled by Woodstock Bourbon. <laughs> and no 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 Pomeroy at all, no. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of love for fucking uh, Jamie Lyon in the chat room. Yes, I do drink wild turkey, Dan. It's your shout. I've never seen you drink wild turkey, just quietly. Yeah, well, I don't do it when I'm with you. I only do it when I'm trying to be classy. This is a black tie fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. If not now, whenever. Look at fucking... Jo- Look at this chapo cunt. Lion is overrated and got shown up in the grand final. How dare you? Fuck out of here. The forward pass happened in centre field anyway, bitch. All right. The next award is for 5-8 of the year and we all know who this should this this should go to and look I, I just hope that the award doesn't take into account that this player is no longer going to play but going to be playing the great game of rugby league and he's he decided to take his his talents to uh to Auckland and uh and, and put on a, a jersey of a of a different team in a different code. But I hope that, you know, common sense prevails and that this great man can be rewarded with the award that he so richly deserves. So the five eighth of the year, without further ado, goes to further ado. Oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> who voted on this bullshit? So five. So so five eighth of the year goes to whom? Kieran Foran. Yes. Thirty six point four percent of the vote. Um, narrowly edging out Benji Marshall, who who got point zero 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 zero. Who came second? Zero who zero really zero two percent of the vote. Uh, and second place was James Maloney with 28.5% of the vote. Fairly closely contested then. It Oh, well, look, it's fairly comprehensive. 
I mean, as comprehensive as Tigers' wins go. It's not. It's not Jamie Lyon's sixty percent comprehensive though. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations to Kieran Foran and Ninja we, we're not interested in the technical specifications of your internet connection we're just here to slag you about your fucking ghetto pen Forkwood Bridge or, it's not even a real place <laughs> Cruzy his comment on it is uh, oh jeebus is anyone watching embarrassing bodies no can't we put it on entertainment for you fuck's sake <laughs> fuck off Cruzy and here comes everything boom foz boom hat trick <laughs> And there's an ad there, so they're actually blaming the ads. They're actually blaming the ads on you as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week in manly fans stuffing the ballot box. It's a manly circle jerk. <laughs> well, you know, at least at least one sixteenth of the audience is happy on some of these awards. And now we move to the next one. This one I've got high hopes for in a very hotly contested category. This week in leagues, team of the year, the halfback award goes to Luke Brooks. Well. Before I actually reveal the winner of this award, remember the way the Dally M's played out. Cooper Cronk was the winner. Overall, not just halfback, but the entire fucking enchilada. And it was close, though. Why does everything have to be Mexican now? Because fucking, it's a Georgie Orgy. Jorge brought it home. Old El Paso style, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, it was, what I want to say is that the, the Dally M's were, were fucking razor thin. It was almost a four-way tie but for the fact that Cooper Cronk was given bullshit votes on a game they barely scrounged a win against the Titans. The winner, 62.9% of the vote, making it the most comprehensive win of the night so far. I look, I look forward to Luke Brooks uh, giving his acceptance speech. Daily Cherry Evans, oh, fuck the winner shit. of Halfback of the Year. Cooper Cronk did make an appearance in there with 15.9% of the vote. Wow. Fucking poultry. <laughs> Reynolds, I'm guessing. Paraman, Mark too. Go home, you're drunk. <laughs> Trent Hodkinson, fuck out of here, chapo. I'm just so, waiting for some further chat. I'm waiting for people to go. It's an embarrassing body. Well, as a matter of fact, Dan, I do. Uh, Chris obviously, Kitty. no mirrors in your house, champ. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, and then, uh, yeah, Bully Beaver's loving it. I'm pretty sure he's masturbating right now. And uh, McCrone had it in the bag, according to Troy Schroeder. <laughs> Fresh out of the Gronk. And Curtis is saying, this is better than the limo. <laughs> Sandow. Oh, my goodness. And look, Guantanamo Hogan said, of course, Manly are going to sweep the Twillies. They won the comp. <laughs> <laughs> Sensational. All right. Oh, wow. All right. What's next? <clears throat> next uh, in the This Week in League Team of the Year is the hotly contest- contested position of lock forward. Um Without, you know, before I announce the winner, I'd just like to say that, you know, what a great year that Curtis Sirenen did have for the West Tigers. And How many I'll games be- did he play? Like four? Six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that those six games were, uh, you know, that, albeit losses, yep. were uh, hotly contested. Um, and, you know, the team, as a result of his involvement, got within 30. Yep. And, uh, and uh, for that reason... No doubt Curtis Sirenen has taken out the Lock of the Year award, and uh, if I could just announce the winner, Corey Parker uh, with 49% of the, the award. Um, Paul Gallen, a distant second with 27.2. Curtis Sirenen, not uh, not written on this page, but I'm sure he got more than 49% of the vote, but it's rigged. This whole thing's fucking rigged, and I quit. 
<laughs> Congratulations, Corey Parker. Sensational season. Certainly uh, the, uh, the best year, I think, for his career that I can remember. Or well, certainly the year he got the recognition. You know, he's... um. You know, he's in the Australian... He's gone over the World Cup. He's in the Australian side. Played and he's, he's grown a fucking ridiculous moustache, which Curtis Sirenham would never have done. And he's got that distinguished fucking George Clooney thing going on. He's going great, great. He's just letting it happen. Yeah. He's, there's no just for men in there. He's loving it. And obviously, you know, a competition that's based, you know, strictly on statistics, like like Supercoach and Fantasy and that... He dominates that shit. I mean, to the point where you know he's he's known as God. CP13, congratulations, much well deserved. And I'm actually really glad that um he's you know he plays for the Broncos and you know therefore obviously is you know less than a man. But take all that aside, and the guy has is like so underrated in the work he does. It's good to see that he's finally fucking you know getting something going. It's good getting the recognition. In summary, fuck Corey Parker. Okay, next award goes to the This Week in League Team of the Year, second rower of the year. Well, this is fucking obvious, isn't it? Do you remember the nominees? I don't have the nominees in front of us. I only remember one because I, I go to sleep every night <laughs> just thinking about it. And uh, strap on the plastic because here it comes again with 58.3% of the vote. Sonny Bill Williams. What was that name again, Nathan? Sonny Bill Williams. Just say it one more time for me. <laughs> Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, yeah. That got me right there. In our second place, 23.8% of the vote. The deserving winner, in my opinion, Anthony Watmo. Oh, fucking please. <laughs> Not even deserved to be written on the same piece of paper as SBW. <laughs> and we see the chat room go wild at the moment saying... Uh, <laughs> yeah, chock, chock, chock. And then they had an ad. Next award goes to... Lucas Aid. <laughs> I apologise for Lucas Aid ads. I mean, I wish if we could choose the advertising. Why couldn't it be Jim ad? Well, if they said, you know, like, you know, these are a list of possible ads. You know, to fulfil our requirements, there needs to be, you know, ten ads or an ad every ten minutes or something like that. Exactly. And so, you know, you're, we're going to go for like wild you know, turkey. Yeah, yeah, wild turkey, or you know, like you know, fleshlights, or you know, or you know, Vaseline, Sunny Bill Williams. <laughs> Whatever. Caramel. <laughs> Caramello koalas. And I'm, Nude. You know, on topic there, Ninja says, if they change the wild turkey name to Polynesian honey, Glenn would click the ad link. Hash yes. <laughs> and Paraman, on the, based on the, the Sunny Bill Williams, he said, uh, get something, SBW. And I would love to say, I'm presuming you said get fucked. Yeah. But, um, you know, guys, put some creativity into swears, put an extra letter or something like that in there, just so we know... <laughs> what you're trying to say so we can, you know, relay it, you know, spot, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I can't believe that people are actually, yeah, they're really bitching about the ads at the moment, aren't they? But, um, cats, whatever. I can't believe people voted for Sunny Bill given the circle jerk that actually happened with Channel 9, too, because people did fucking turn on South Big Time. fucker. You know he was Rugby League. Channel 9 owned Rugby League. Sunny Bill was Rugby League. Just ask Channel 9. And, 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 uh, that's why he won the, the Dally M for second row. Oh no! Hang on a minute, Blue Beaver. You make a you make a valid point with pineapple cruises. Have I? have still got one left, surely. We got two left. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I'm all all meal out of bourbon. You're all I out came bourbon. here dealing out bourbons, pineapple cruises, and whoop ass. I'm all out of whoop ass and bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, get on the mobile. No ads, Glenn. No AIDS, Glenn. No AIDS, Glenn. Okay. <laughs> no right Fuck, I'll start to see double vision. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, people are saying no ads on the app. Oh, I see Fabsy's entered the room, so I sincerely apologise because it's a sausage fest. 
All right, all right. But welcome anyway, Fabsy. Okay, it's your, you're up, aren't you? And the, the yep. award, uh, it is me, isn't it? It's you, yes. you're up. While you're doing that... The next award get the cruises. for uh, the This Week in League Team of the Year is for the prop forward position. And I think we all, we all know uh, that uh, this is clearly, without reading it, I don't think I need to read it. I think it's quite clear that this is going to be a tie between C.U. Manafanai and Aaron Woods. I, I, I don't think I need to read it out. I think we all know and we can all agree. Uh, we can all go to bed satisfied and happy people that Aaron Woods has shared in such a prestigious award as this week in league prop forward of the year. But I'm going to read the award anyway. Woodsy did not win this fucking award. I predict... It's going to what be do you predict? I predict it will be for feeder, yeah? Did you bring the fucking bottle opener down? The fucking bottle opener's right there, what bitch. Eh? We'll open my cruiser, bitch. Fucking who am I, Kunta Kinte? <laughs> no, you are the Blake Ferguson to my Josh Dugan. So <laughs> open my drink. <laughs> There's another reference you don't get. No, I, I just glossed over it. <laughs> so the uh, prop forward of the year in this week in league, team of the year, is, of course, Andrew Feeder with 60.9% of the vote. Well-deserved. He uh, he had an absolutely outstanding year. Fairly um, dominant. Not as dominant as uh, As he as was when was, he was but... playing for the West Tigers. I agree, Nathan. I agree with what you're saying there. <laughs> in that time when he was playing for the West Tigers <laughs> and he played State of Origin and made the finals... And was uh, utterly dominant and was picked for his country. Uh, I agree with what you're saying. But he still won the award anyway, so congratulations <laughs> to him. All right. Next Fuck one. This, shit. this week in league, team of the year, Hooker. Now, who do you think's going to win this one? I bet you it's not Robbie Farrar. Let's Fuck see. You. If it's not Robbie Farrar, this whole award ceremony is a joke. I find this one absolutely fucking repugnant. 38.4% of the vote. And the winner is... Cameron Smith. Fuck this shit. The fuck are you dickheads voting for? Honestly. I just don't get it. It's just like this This. This award... I can't... Is the one where I realise that the, the listeners, they're just not physically there. I, I just think... We get the lollies and the solo. I don't, think, I don't think we have any listeners. I don't think we've got any listeners at all. We're going to crack least, 200 on this fucking stream at this point. I, I don't... Get I don't think we have any listeners that have ever watched rugby league before. Surely these people are all from the Philippines. I know Cruzy is. Um, just watching, just trying to think they're listening to porn. And they're listening, <laughs> we hear, they hear Sonny Bill Williams, it keeps them listening, keeps them on listening. But it's not actually porn. We're trying to give you out awards here. And you motherfuckers don't know what you're voting for because you're from the Philippines. You probably never even watched rugby league. In summary, fuck the Philippines and their non rugby league. Valid opinions. I'm you Glenn really, Blakely. You, you really, I'm Glenn Blakely. Yeah, Paraman said, come and said, fucking joke, Twill community. Uh, what a joke. And, uh, oh, Jay Chapo's going, oh, Nate's reference. Uh, uh, I've calculated the Nate's reference was yeah. nerd. Nate's uh, reference for some roots. It's the closest <laughs> Chapo's ever come to roots. Let Curtis, me tell you. Curtis with the real talk saying that that was, re- that was weak source, everyone. And I presume people who voted for Cameron Smith. Hang your heads in shame, Twill listeners from Guantanamo Hogan. And uh, Mad Cow's disease. Who's better than Smith? Not Robbie. No. Maddie is, though. Who else have we got there? Um, oh, do the can North Queensland Cowboys even have a hooker? Oh, they had, they had old mate that got his uh, face And Matt Bowen in. doesn't count because none of the women that he propositioned via DM on Twitter ever took him up on his proposal. Robert Louis throws some fucking hooks into women. Doesn't he? What? Mean, 
If that's the very definition of well, a hooker. I, I don't know. <laughs> we got Big Dan says, Cam Smith is a homosexual. Okay. Well, I'm not sure about that, Big Dan. I think he's a married man with a couple of kids. <laughs> second place. Let's get let's get to the, the second place. Not too distant, but 25.8%. Jake Friend. Good comeback season for him, I thought. Yes. Been a little bit maligned. Bit of a misbehaving player off, off If he spent more time practicing rather than having his entire arm coloured in with complete, completely with black ink, uh, he might be a better player. Whatever. He might even someday reach the general stratosphere that Robbie Farah inhabits. Put, Maybe not. I don't you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on the bloke. I put it to you that um Troy Schroeder, fuck off with your Macron. <laughs> He's Macron for everything. <laughs> We've got Blue Beavers called Jaden Hodges. Maybe maybe in three years' time or whatever. Who, who is that? It's, it's uh, not J- even a real name. Yeah, it's Justin Hodges' cousin, perhaps. He played for the Cowboys. He's gun gun for Cowboys Manly Boarding for next year. Um, we've got Scotty Moore. No. Burgeye's mum. No. Evil Conspiracy. Voted for Smith. Suck it. Hash Real Talk. And I'd just like to let people who are listening know that Evil Conspiracy, that's actually his Twitter name too, so fucking go yeah. hard on him. Go hard on that motherfucker. So yeah, with uh, with Jake Friend, you were saying that you know if he spent more time you know training rather than getting tattooed, I put it to you that the reason why he had such a good this year this year is because he's uh, he'd filled up. His skin was all done by the time the season started. <laughs> um, username, Ustreamer, 631269, identify yourself. You're getting in there and you're, you're throwing the shit around, but you're... Uh, well, you're we also we, anonymous. Yeah, let us know who you are on Philippines Twitter. Philippines legend, Matt Srama, Mitchell. Settle down, settle down. You get a down. job at Footy Facts. You do, you do. All right, With you're up. obscure fucking... What's references next? that mean nothing. Interchange player of the year. I'm praying it's a certain person. I'm fucking. And I look forward, you know, to the recognition being, you know, and the real talk. I predict this being is going to be the first. This is going to be the first West Tigers win to tonight. Suwaso Sue. <laughs> um, I look forward to it because he's he's he deserves. He's a quiet man, very quiet. Goes about his business and doesn't expect awards, but he's going to get one anyway with the interchange player of the year with this week in league team of the year. People are saying in the chat room, before you reveal it, bit of love coming for Sigiaro. What? For Interchange? Tell me. <laughs> and tell the me award. Tell me it's a West Tigers. For Interchange Player of the Year in second place, which is clearly a joke, and none of our listeners actually have ever watched a game of rugby league because second place for Interchange Player of the Year goes to Benji Marshall, who <laughs> yes. played one game <laughs> off the bench. Love it. And um, Tanamo Hogan says, I love the fact Glenn is reading this. <laughs> Blue Beaver, we get the Tiger stick, Glenn, move on. Yeah, I'll get mileage out of a joke, motherfucker. I'll go on with this for three seasons if I have to. Have you learnt nothing? George Burgess takes out the award. Um, 34.4% of the vote. 33.9% of the vote going to his penis. <laughs> And congratulations, George, and also to your penis. I can't AKA believe... A.K.A. Little George. I can't believe... We all know, not so little. So I just want to clarify, Benji didn't win, unfortunately, no. he, but he lost by less than 1% to George Burgess. The joke option, guys. The joke option. <laughs> almost, almost got beat. there. <laughs> it almost got there. I can't fucking believe it. I thought... I actually... I wanted to believe... I wanted to believe that Benji... I quit. That Benji was going to win. Hey, West Tigers got an award. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, guys, just just so you know what's going on, Glenn has claimed he's quitting. He's dropped the headset and he's walked out of the room, but I think he's going to have a bat. Okay, so, no, Benji did not win. Let me get the... I'll just get the piece of paper. Hang on, guys. Hold on a second. Interchange. 
Just to clarify, George Burgess won 34.4% of the vote. Benji came second, 33.1% of the vote. So close. That literally would have been 10 votes, you know, something like that. So you people who voted for George George Burgess, if you're not female, hang your heads in shame. I mean, if you're female, look, I'm going to let that shit slide because, you know, dude's a fucking tripod. Okay, now I'm not going to wait until, uh, until Glenn comes back. We've got the player of the year. Now, it's arguable which is the more prestigious award here. We've got the player of the year, but we've also got the revelation coming up later on in the show as well. So it's arguable which one is the more prestigious award of the two. But the player of the year, let's see what we've got here. This was a free entry field. There were no options given to you guys. So this is basically a nightmare for, uh, for our people at accountstar.com.au. Fantastic accounts. They'll get you motherfucking money. Don't worry about that. Get them to your tax. Accountstar.com.au, motherfucker. All right. The player of the year. Probably correlates most. This is our award that probably correlates mostly to the Dally M. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Because Revelation, I mean, we fucking, you know, we, yeah, we got jokes. But the player of the year. Let's go. Ooh, hotly contested like a motherfucker. 22.5%. Wow, that's tight. Winner. That's tight, which is the opposite of... Wait, I can't say that. <laughs> Were you going to say your ass? No! <laughs> and the winner, with 22.5% of the vote, forefather of hip-hop, Run DCE, oh. Daily Cherry Evans, again. Telescopic picks up, neck. Picks up another fucking Trevor victory. Cocker, that is magnificent. Whitey. Three three nine nine. We're going to be best friends. <laughs> okay, so second place, ten point six percent. Sunny Bill Williams. Now, our, that's just my vote. Our beautiful accountant has given us a rundown of the votes as well. I wish that she actually, instead of using hash like hash marks, tally marks, I wish she had actually put numbers on there because now I've got to fucking calculate this shit. Um, some of the other players, Fafita, he did quite well. DCE. Dominant. Sunny Bill, his DC pretty much doubled, you know, over double what Sunny Bill got. Fafita probably would have... Oh, Fafita was a couple of votes off second. Hang on a sec. Benji, Jamie Lyons. Benji came, Marshall got three votes. How the fuck? Fucking what? Well, one of them was you. Who else? No, I didn't want to vote for him. Okay. And I just want to quickly, um, while you guys, while we're waiting for your your uh, votes to come in, look at this here. We've got <laughs> DCE. Uh, Curtis Linear says... Yes, with about 400 S's on the end of it. Uh, Blue Beaver, Booyah, it's whacking time. Um, <laughs> Fabs, Mad boring. Cow's, <laughs> Mad Cow's Disease, DCE deserves the winner. Dragons fan, she's used to boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Motherfucker, you get 2010, 2009 She's probably sitting in the Cogger Oval right now, <laughs> watching Fuck All, which is more entertaining than the Dragons. Just saying, Fabs. Love and be- you. And because we got because we got our, our people on the, uh, on the on chat room, we're so close to cracking 200 people on there as well. Um so I've seen you guys tweeting and stuff. You know, keep going because we're going to crack 200, which is pretty decent considering it's the first time we did it. It was kind of late notice and blah, blah, blah. So the dominant guys in the Player of the Year awards were definitely DCE, obviously. Sonny Bill, fractionally behind Sonny Bill, was Andrew Fafita. Now, other guys that got significant amounts of votes, Jamie Lyon, clear. Ooh, he was actually one vote behind Fafita for, for, for third place. Um, Inglis, he got quite a few votes. Corey Parker got quite a surprise. He got quite Benji a few Marshall votes. got three votes, uh, which proves JT, no JT one knows got, shit JT got some votes. I mean, I think that's you know people voting on habit and stuff like that. Um, what do we got here? 
Josh Reynolds got a couple. Sam Burgess a couple. Gregson, um, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, go for it. Shanta. Cronk got a couple. Funny story. In 2011, I was fixing Peter Wallace's mum's computer at work. She noticed I had a copy of Rugby League Week with DCE holding the Probe and Summers trophy. She said to me, worry about that boy. He's such a long neck. I can see him getting head height or spear tackled and really hurt. <laughs> Magnificent. And people say he has such a long neck. Like, this is a... Uh, Ninja, he has such a long neck. I can see him getting head high spear tail really hard. Wait, I just called him Shanta. Oh, did you? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Okay, what else have we got here? His cover's blown. Big Dan said you're having a bat over Burge Eyes censored. Uh, DCE deserved winner. Uh, where the fuck is Foran? Good question. Um, Foran, he got a couple of votes. Um, Paraman MK2. He got a couple of votes, but not a massive amount. And you know what? The, he got one vote less than, um, than, than uh, JT did. Now, I just want to quickly go through some of the names that people have thrown in here for Player of the Year. Wolfman? Fair enough. Fuck. Minicelli? No one even knows where he is. Yeah, but the guy... The Hasn't guy, been seen since a week before the, the grand the final. Guy, the guy was the equal top try scorer, though. So, um, no one cares. Yeah, so, okay. Next. Steve Turner. Fuck. What? Um, Jorge got... That the, would have been Chapo's vote. Not one, but two people put Russell Packer. Fuck's up. Two people put Russell Packer. That's people with a piss fetish. That's for sure. Uh, what Ben Pomeroy? Okay, that's a Sharks fan taking the piss. Adam Blair, that's someone taking the piss. Ben Barber, come on now, come on, son. Come on, son. Maloney and Burgess deserved vote winners. Are Dugan Lawrence got one? That was you. That was not me. I wouldn't vote for him. Isaac Luke, Chris Sandow, Ottoman, George Burgess, um, Lewis Brown, Pomeroy, Rochow, Moulton, <laughs> Andrew McCulloch. I know who that was. That was um Amy Amy Lee. Yeah. <laughs> underscore. Uh, Luke Brooks. That was you. No. Nah. Uh, Menzies, come on, son. <laughs> that I, was I, you. I, I, I appreciate the sentiment, but come on. Um, what else we got here? Uh, gay guy, soured Mick Potter. Fuck's sake. Nathan Brown for fighting. <laughs> Gallon Farrah. Gallon far less votes than I thought. One solitary vote for Gallon. Uh, Robbie Farrah, he got two. Of course he did. Carney Scott from me. Scott Minto. Okay, great. Um, and what do we got? What mo? Cameron Smith, one vote. That's good. Um, the mother of the four Burgi got three votes. <laughs> <laughs> That's sensational. And uh, finally, Jake Friend got one too. And, you know, he, he deserved to be represented by, you know, some biased East person. So, player of the year, DCE. He won the revelation last year, incidentally. Well, no, it was a 2011. Which he called. No, it was 2011. Yeah, 2011, sorry, yeah. The next award. And then this week in league. <laughs> yep. Alcohol is starting to creep its way into my veins. We probably should have sculled those cruises just like on air just to fucking do it. Oh. oh too late for that now. I'm going to have to have that other one because you've got beers left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Righto. The next award in this week in league, uh, Twilly's prestigious mm-hmm. annual awards ceremony, which I'm completely sober whilst announcing, is the Rookie of the Year. And I, I don't, you know, I, I, I'd like I, to say Luke Brooks. I, I, I'd like I, to. I predict this will be more dominant than the um, whatever Cherry got to win uh, the uh, halfback. With 53% oh, okay. of the vote. Not that much. Is, I'm just going to call him the peen. George Burgess. Tripod. <laughs> the peen with 53% of the vote. George Burgess. In second place... Quite controversial. Anthony Milford, 18.5% of the vote. Wow. Doesn't know where he's going to be playing next season. Can finish runner-up in a year award on a barely noticed podcast. I, I heard that Milford had uh, been somewhat convinced to remain. 
at um, the Raiders by Ricky. But how could he resist the advances of the the all-conquering Brisbane Broncos? Yeah, and, uh, and with Car- their with their you know their prosperous future, Nathan. We got Cruzy yeah. Cruzy zero six at Corey Oates. Oh, fuck off, Cruzy. Dude played half a dozen games in the know, season. Yeah, he's good. My best mate, who's a brother, I take a bullet for him. Last name Oates. Brad. Yeah. Every time Corey takes a, catches a fucking ball. Yo, Oates! He calls. I'm like, has my fuck is going nowhere? Tell me, he's has, a fringe first grader. Has at best has he um, has he somehow made like a tenuous connection to like you know bullshit story? About oh, he'll tell people he's, he he tell, he'll tell or... people he's related. It's spelled differently, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're totally related. There you go. Okay, so I mean, guys, we see uh, guys who are listening live. We we see. I'm seeing tweets coming in and shit too. But oh, who cares? Evil conspiracy. At the end, at the end of the day, I mean, what have we got here? How can we get back into? <laughs> they're missing our wit and trolling. Well, the people here have been actually talking about. <laughs> Fucking look, we got no control over the Ustream shit. Sort yourself, sort sort yourselves out. You'll get back in there. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, and now this is. It's up there with as prestigious as Rugby League Awards get. It's a revelation. This is a moment we've all been waiting for. Of the 2000... All other awards pale in comparison. Ooh! I'm I'm actually fucking surprised. I'm touching my own penis. We had an open field where people could put in whoever they wanted, and we had some options in there, like Sonny Bill was in there, Fafita was in there, George Burgess was in there. Brooks. No, no, he was one of the guys you had to put in yourself. Right. And had to go. Didn't make top two. That's <laughs> so, the winner. Okay, look, let, let me just let me just poll you quickly. The options that we gave people to choose from, obviously the winner's going to come from those because it's just easy to tick something rather than type something in. Sunny Bill. And, and by, by their very nature, our listeners are lazy. Sunny Bill. George Burgess. Andrew Fafita. Who wins? Sunny Bill. And how dominant would Sonny Bill win, do you think? Oh, 54% of the vote. Okay, I want to tell you that the winner scored 51.7% of the vote. Sonny Bill. Second place, 17.9% of the vote. Andrew Fafita. And I will tell you that in the top two, Sonny Bill does not appear. Well, he must be in the fucking top 1A. The winner. If he doesn't win. Of the 2013 revelation. Of the season, Andrew Fafita. That is a massive upset as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, massive I mean, the, upset. Man, the man who was shunned by the West Tigers. They said shunned was, from both dressing rooms, they said quite he frankly. Play. They said, they he said you're not welcome. You're not, not our A dressing room. You know what they literally said? Or not our they... M dressing room or our F dressing room. You're you know, not welcome you know what in they, either. You know what they said? Get out, they said. You know what they said? They said, fuck you, Andrew. They said, they said, not only can't you play, can't. We're going to send you off to the fucking Cronulla Sharks worse where than, no one can play. You're worse than Quasi Grodo. <laughs> Matt Grote is a better player than you, son. Matt Grote. And where's he now? <laughs> Matt Grote, you know what he does for a living? Puts he bins rings, on the back of garbage trucks? I don't he know. He rings what. bells. That's what that motherfucker does. Jizz Mopper at the 20 Cent Peep Show? In his spare time. <laughs> <laughs> and Paraman, what's he doing with the foreign foreign? He's just, every award he's like foreign. Yeah, he's he's calling himself Paraman, but he's foreign. He's on foreign he's, dick he's, nonstop. He's juiced to the eyeballs on rum. Let's not uh, let's not sugarcoat things. Exactly, he's not he's a cheap cheap rum. He's not a he's not a connoisseur like uh, Tiger Benji's of the rums. 
No, it, it's Kyle. He's he's ringing out bar mats. Is what he's doing to get his rum fix. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, I'd just like to clarify, Sonny Bill was one of the guys that was, you know, you could tick him to go through, and despite that, he didn't get in the top two. George Burgess, 17.9%, finished in second place. Well, I mean, he wins because he's got an enormous penis, and he gets my vote purely for that fact. And we don't actually have a breakdown of what people put in for the he revelation. He took out his penis and beat all the other, other contestants away. But uh, wonderful, Andrew Fafita, wonderful night at the office, and... Um, picks up another award to go with his prop. And he picks up, dare I say, the most prestigious award of this night. Matt Grote is not now at the Dragons. Please tell me that's not true. Oh, the, well, fucking... Dra- I have not heard that. Dragons or Tigers reserve grade. You weigh it up. Which one... Dragons ben- underscore which- Red V, you're the only person I'll believe. If you tell me it's true, I'll believe it. And Trotters, don't even fucking start. I say to I you again... I think he's gone to bed. I say to you again, you put Grote in the Dragons first grade side, Tigers reserve grade side. It doesn't fucking benefit you. It doesn't matter either way. I guess. <laughs> the dude may as well be retired. <laughs> so. Fuck you, Whitey. Next. Um, the next award of the Twillies is the, sponsored by, not really, Tontine Softness Award. For this the is... softest, for the softest act of the, of the season. Yes. I, I can't read this. What is it? With 26.5% of the hotly vote contested, in the, in 26% the Tontine contested. Softness Award. In third place, in a tie, is Tony Williams and Nathan Merritt with 21.2% of the vote, which I think is uh, hilarious and well-deserved. With 21.9% of the vote, in second place, is the Fergie Ferd dog in Canberra. Uh, also deserved. Well-deserved. Um, first place, I can't agree with, uh, with 26.5% of the vote. Uh, I think this is a joke. I think all of our listeners are cunts, and I'm going to come out and say that as host of the show. 100% of our listeners are cunts, or at least 26.5% of the people that voted on this fucking prestigious award. The West Tigers 2013 are the winners of the Tontine Softness Award. P.S. Fuck you all. I'm going home. <laughs> and we're getting a lot from the chat room saying, Oh, Mitchell, we signed a one you deal with the Dragons. Fuck! Yeah, we got Dev. How did we not ship him off to Cronulla? Trotters is in there, said, yes, Grote's the Dragons. We got Dragon Punk, said, this is true, Glenn. So there you go. Quasi Grote is no oh, more. Well, if Dragon Punk says it. These are all Dragon he fans. He wears a we- hat at all times, even when he's nude. <laughs> so yeah, let's just clarify. Must after, be true. Let's just clarify. The West Tigers 2013 season is the Tontine's softest. the softest act of the year. <laughs> oh. All right, and the next award. This is another one. It's like the Tontine one of the, the Tontine softness one. This is another one of those ones that you don't really want to get. The grub act of the year. Yeah. There well, I voted for you, Nate. Cool. Well, 30.5% with the winner. 17.9% for second place. In second place, with the 17.9% of the vote, Billy Slater's jumping karate kick. I predict a lot of people probably voted for him just for Billy Slater's career. Of, yeah. of grub shit. Well, hasn't he's got a rap sheet that's never that's gone unpunished. Exactly. And the winner years. of the grub act of the year, not even a player, Ricky Stewart for his <laughs> dog act on the, the Parramatta Eels with thirty point five percent of the vote. Pathetic Eels fans, sympathetic to uh, to their own plight. Seriously, can I have that last cruiser? Yeah, go for it, man. Righto. You, bourbon's coming four packs, beer's coming six packs. I've still got a beer left, so it's all good. Oh, it's only fair then that I am starting to... I can't even open it. 
How am I going? <laughs> you can't even work the fucking bottle opener. Right. <laughs> bottle opener. It's like a fucking Rubik's cube. All right, you're up. What do you got? All right, the next... Hang on. Oh, well, I've just opened a pineapple cruiser, Nathan. It would be remiss of me. Not to tell the entire fucking thing and climb up on the roof. This could take a while. All right. Wow. Was that was that the smallest fucking sip you could possibly manage? Well, I only have a tiny, tiny mouth. <laughs> Other orifices, not so small, but my mouth, <laughs> tiny, teeny tiny. Just want to say, the, the running time of this show at the moment is sitting on about an hour 40. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd be like an, over half an hour ago. <laughs> We've been going for six hours at this rate. Oh, fuck. We could, we could go, literally, we could go all night and just fucking, and just slang shit at no, this chat. I'll, I'll pass out shortly. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm running on borrowed time. Look, um, the next award for best Twitter hashtag... Uh, look, it's an award that's uh, it's been given out to some, some worthy recipients over the years. Defending champion, Tigers in decline. Provoke the choke. Oh, did provoke, provoke the choke? I'm pretty sure it? provoke the choke. Uh, go get a card. Wow. Anthony go, Grosier. Go, go, go. How get... many card names have you had, champ? What, what, what is a, 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 a C-A-R-D-A-N-Y? What is that? That's a card name. If you come from Ed's. <laughs> so what, he's talking about Chardonnay? Yeah, of course. Fuck. Okay. And Devonhead. No, cruisers aren't twist tops, actually. I would have thought they were twist tops because they're a girl's drink, but fucking, what do you know? Mm. You need a ball open to get those fuckers open. Yeah. Or you could oh, smash actually, them in the face actually, of people like Devonhead. Actually, no. Look at it. it. You can see the fucking... You can see the grooves. It is a twist top. <laughs> really? I mean, there's a bottle open the, the whole night. You can see the tracks. It is a twist top. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, fuck The yeah. best Twitter hashtag of 2013... In the eyes of this week in league fans. Who are the only fans that matter? Is. Well, we cracked 200. Easy too. 216. Fucking get With on. 20.9% of the vote. Hash. Defending. And reigning. Bullshit, really? Reigning. <laughs> defending. And Hashtag champion of the year. Tigers, Tigers in decline. In decline. Yes. <laughs> Who came second? And with that. Who came second? I'm going home. Who came second? That's a that's a win for the West Tigers, surely, right? Uh, hash real talk with fifteen percent of the vote, fucking distant. Wow, I thought that I thought that's that, like from the West Tigers to Para in, I, the, in the on the Premiership table. I thought that fucking real talk would. I thought real talk would win. To be perfectly honest, please. I mean, I like Hiku Haiku. Fucking and, t-shirts made to say Tigers in decline. How do you think that was not going to win? I just. Yeah, I just thought that people, it might have turned to the point where people were like, no, that's just too mean. It's, it's, it's come true now. <laughs> it's funny when the West Tigers are fucking, you know, like two games or one game from the grand final. But when it's actually real, it's kind of like, you know. Fuck, I could go with Lucas Aid. So, so what was the fucking percentage again on that? 20 percent. So it was hotly contested. So our auditing body here, <laughs> which, is, which is my wife, <laughs> the auditing body, we've got a breakdown of the hashtags. Tigers in decline. You know, comfortable winner over Real Talk. Third, though, Hiku Haiku was there. And Hiku Haiku, not a massive deal behind... Uh, behind Ash, behind fuck off Tom. Fuck off Tom was up there, too. Good job. LOL at Souths was another big shower. And then we had a lot of... What do we got? Refs Fault had a couple, but not many. Crowding had a couple, which is fantastic. Uh, Go Manly had a couple. One for womanly suck. Like, whoa, manly yeah. suck. That let was us, you. Let us know how you go, Shanta. <laughs> I'll be interested to know, brother. What's he said there? 
He needs to go to bed. Next ad, and he's going to be the wrestler onesie. <laughs> I'm ha- I'd happily cop a play-by-play. Just saying. <laughs> and um, and we've actually got notes here from the uh, from from the the orders. We've got uh, uh, my wife has actually censored this one. She hasn't. She didn't even want to write it out. One vote for uh, for hash cunt punt. <laughs> <laughs> um, How did you marry someone that's such a conservative? <laughs> she's a fucking fundamentalist, isn't she? Fuck off, Louis. I never even saw that hashtag. <laughs> so Ash, like, fuck off, Glenn. Let's go on. Special wa- mention. I'm going to go and punch your wife in the fucking throat. Uh, anyway, that, I'm right hash, up for it after three cruises. Hash, let's go on, warriors. Do you remember that? I remember that. I thought it would probably got a better showing, to be perfectly honest. Hash, manly family. I've never fucking seen that hashtag. Plus, someone suggested it was time to retire. Hashtag is in decline. Well, they still got two spots to go, haven't they? Yeah. Or one spot to go. <laughs> so no, not quite yet. Next year, I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. Tigers in decline is not going to three-peat. Cause well, of course not, because we're going to win the fucking comma undefeated next and, year. Just and, saying. And how much further can you... You heard it here first. How much further can you decline? From a drunk, four bourbons and three cruises under his belt. Just saying. <laughs> okay, the next one. Next award, the video ref decision of the year. And obviously, this is a sarcastic award. I mean, it's not the best decision of the year. It's actually the worst decision of the year. And the winner, well, let's go through second place, 18.5% of the vote. The forward pass that turned the 2013 grand final. <laughs> Probably should have won, but it, you know, it, wasn't, it, was, you know, it wasn't video ref decision. It was like a ref decision. But anyway, okay. And the winner... With 56.3% of the vote, the seventh tackle versus the Cowboys. Richly deserved, in my opinion. I, I think so. And I think if purely only for the hilarity of the Cowboys losing by such a uh, ridiculous decision. I mean, that, let's be honest, they were going to lose by something. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, mm-hmm. they're going to win a fucking premiership. Yep. They're going to be, you know, the next generation's Cronulla. Let's yep. just go out there and say that. Um, but, you know, lost to a seven-tackle try. LOL, Cowboys, just saying. LOL, at 1,300 teeth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Curtis has said, let's hear that Chechen article again. Yeah. Clearly, story time with Glenn is I'm a, a hit with people sitting on the couch next to their parents in their undies. <laughs> and look at these people are catching up on the other stuff. Hashtags in decline. They're fucking loving life. All right, this you read this award, I'm going to take a piss. This, oh, well, bladder of a six-year-old girl. The Interactive Player of the Year. The final award of the night in the This Week in League, Twillies. Prestigious. What fucking award have you got? There's no more pieces of paper, Nathan. Where? You're taking a piss. Where could you possibly be hiding it? The Interactive Player of the Year. In second place, with a late charge, the 25.2% of the vote is Daniel Wagon. Proved himself to be complete and utter fucking gronk. Um, proved to be far better at Twitter and abusing people than he ever was at Rugby League. Uh, Daniel Wagon. And fuck, couldn't he be riled up at a moment's notice? In first place, taking out this prestigious award with 48.1% of the vote which is 48.1. It's about as many pies as he eats each day for breakfast. Gorgeous George Rose taking out the Interactive Player of the Year award. Melbourne Storm recruit George George Rose. Oh, 
you know, look, he's never interacted with me. Probably never had anything to good, any good. Fuck, have I been speaking English long? I've never had much good to say about George Rose. Curtis I find at, quite at Lanier, they literally, they, I, I think they had sex. I wouldn't be. Imagine the kids. Imagine the kids. <laughs> and he's coming here on the chat room, George. Yes, George. That's the name. And when he, he says screams, George. All capitals, full stop. It means, he means masturbating. Penetration. Yes. <laughs> That's his safe word. So congratulations, George Rose. Richly deserved him because he he is a fucking top bloke. Yeah, fuck that guy. Apart from the time where he didn't turn up to the function after the 2013 grand final with his friends and family and me. Disappointing, Georgie. But he didn't he didn't he didn't appropriately say goodbye to the Manly fans. There's no closure there, but you know. Whatever. James Chapo, you got killed by Daniel Wagon, who is not even a human. Dan, so, Daniel Dan, Daniel Wagon fucking owned Chapo. Let's be, let's be fucking yeah. real. Chapo, he did not want to fight you because he would have kicked your ass because you're a cat. And Mad Cow's disease is like, oh, I'm shocked. A manly player won something. Well, let me tell you. Oh, well, did he win it on the seventh vote? If the women, Shut up. If the, if, Hamhocks. If the women who don't listen to this show but get DM'd by Matty Bowen fucking voted... Matty Bowen would have won. Curtis <laughs> <laughs> is the white George Rose. That's so true. <laughs> All right. Final award of the night, y'all. It's the You're Doing It Wrong Award. This is for people. It's a new award this year for people online. Rugby league players. People. What am I talking about? People. It's a fucking rugby league podcast. Rugby league people who've got online and made absolute cockheads of themselves. And let me tell you, 2013 was a marquee year for rugby league players making cockheads of themselves. <laughs> so, shed, if you will. Let's go up from third to first. It was that close that we've got three places for this one. Three. With 21.9% of the vote. No, Gary, no. <laughs> no, Gary, no. Whoa, Gary. Gary. Paul and Gary Callan. 21.9% of the vote finished in third place. Second place with 25.3. And this is, this is hotly fucking contested right now. 25.3% of the vote. Fergie Ferg, Blake Ferguson. So true. And the winner. 32.2% of the vote. None other than Josh Dugan. Ken, Gr- Ken Gronk it up. Almost called, called Gr- Groog it up. <laughs> say Groot it up. Because <laughs> let's face it, if you sign with the Dragons, that's... <laughs> it's only fair. That's probably the emblem of fucking up your career. With Josh Dugan <laughs> winning the... Uh, effectively the Twitter Gronk of the Year award that I should uh, take a bit of a sip from my pineapple cruiser and here I go <laughs> and uh, Big Dan has come in and said are there any other ads besides Lucasade and Wild Turkey where are the porno ads <laughs> I don't think Ustream you're don't... doing it wrong Dan I don't think <laughs> you Ustream... are doing it wrong I don't think Ustream is a uh... well here we go with someone here it's one of these Ustream, Ustream usernames so I'm not sure who it is but he's at uh, Ferguson in a goddamn landslide well, see, this is the thing. If you take social media in its entirety, where are you going? Whoa, someone wants to talk about bladders of a fucking infant. Old mate's gone for another piss and he only went like five minutes ago. All right. I would have thought that, um, I think Ben Barber had some moments, but Josh Dugan, he had some big moments on Instagram as well. You've got to remember as well. And, um, 
and you know, let's face it, they all they all fucking did. But uh, I think overall, and I think this award in a way, it's almost a lifetime achievement award for Josh Dugan, I think. But that is the final award for the Twillies. Devonhead is celebrating. Yes, the Dragons won a Twilly. Yes, the Dragons did. And Fabsy says, does that count as a Dragons award? Yes, it sure does. And uh, people aren't happy with the Lucasade ads. I didn't even know they. I didn't even know they were still making Lucasade. To be perfectly honest, but there you know, they're still making Lucasade. But that's it for the Twillies for uh, 2013. I almost forgot what year it was. I'm back. And uh, look, I'm pr- I'm pretty happy with the winners because what what else can you be? Because uh, it's voted by the fans. It's voted by the listeners. <laughs> Cruzy, no, no, I am not pregnant. Glenn's pregnant. I broke the he seal broke ages the- ago, Fabs. Come on, I've had 14 pisses in this podcast. <laughs> broke the seal before the actual... Uh, we actually started... Uh, Some will say, I have no seal. And I'm uh, sorry, Mad, Mad Cow's Disease. If you're talking about players making cock of themselves, surely G. Burgess wins. Well, as you remember, as a voter of these awards, uh, Jono... That award was called, he was- you're doing it wrong. George Burgess was doing it right. But yeah, but also, George Burgess was an option, and he didn't finish in the top two. So, you know... It is what it is. George Burgess was an option. And, I mean, you know, people could have taken it very literally. He's making a cock of yourself. I mean, George Burgess, 100% of the vote. But they took it in the right Would spirit. They took vote. it as the, the people made fucking idiots of themselves. And, actually, it is kind of funny. We had we did have three placings. I was surprised George didn't appear in any of them. But um, there you go. And uh, for, the final word on that is, uh, that, yeah, uh, Big Dan says that uh, you're pregnant. And that would be an ugly kid. Oh, that's rich coming from him. <laughs> Fuck me. He's got a head like a smash crab flavoured drop, dropped pie. Now, finally, do you want to talk about the World Cup at all before we get off this? Oh, look, um, I want to talk about Apple Pope <laughs> and his brother Taco and his cousin... And his non-playing And his brother, cousin Pepsi. Escargo <laughs> Pope. The Pope, the, the, I mean, quite frankly, Channel 9 is all up on the Burgess nutsacks. What about the fucking Popes? That family is a fucking shit. I'm going to start calling my kids after food. Well, no, you Steak can't. Steak no, Blakely. No, the food, the food thing's done. The Pope's have got that shit. Steak Blakely. That's my next kid's name. Well, no, you got it. Okay, so I'll start calling. Well, you know, I'm not having any more kids. But should I be starting a family? Maybe you do it after fucking Lego. Make a Lego family. Ninjago Blakely. Chima Blakely. Technics Blakely. Chima Blakely. <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. Exactly. See? The Popes. Your next kid, Ninjago. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Ninjago Blakely. There you <laughs> the go. Pope That's family found out of the hard way when they were naming their fucking kids. But that that story, I mean, you saw this. You saw this, the actual story where it talks about how, like, you know, the grandmother of Apple Pope, her, she had a normal name, but her nickname was, like, they were calling her Pork. So she took that on board and then started calling all the kids, you know, she called her kids by, you know, bullshit names. Like, a, Dentine was one of them. Jesus. Like, Chewing Gum. And uh, and you know then then the next the next generation you had like cinnamon tea, and uh, Come on. and bullshit like and then it filters down to um, Apple's family and uh, yeah then you got Apple Pope Taco Pope and the non rugby league playing Pope uh, Pepsi Pope Pepsi P E P C I Pepsi I don't even spell it right yes <laughs> Pepsi Pope so I mean, just, someone's going for the Cook Islands. Why'd you do that? If they score a fucking point in the World Cup, it'll be a win. Didn't they just get pumped fifty nil by New Zealand the other the other night? Come on, Fabs, you can't be the only female, surely. 
girls love us. <laughs> not live, Sabsy. It's a sausage fest, mate. We're so hot right now. <laughs> no, no. Big Dan says that uh, that my wife's listening. No, she's fucking sound asleep, homie. She doesn't care. She hates us, both of us. More so, Nate. I'm lovable. <laughs> Although I will say happy happy anniversary to my wife. It's tomorrow, which is uh, you know only like an hour from now, but uh, going away for a couple of days. Been working hard on my jiu-jitsu. Got to practice on my mount. Get my ground game going on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever been more disgusted in my life than I am right now. Maybe choke her. Choke her out a bit. <laughs> yeah. Nah, just a bit of Michael Hutchins action. Get a cold Mars bar. <laughs> right, right. The clacker. <laughs> Whatever you're into. Look at all these guys in the sausage fest trying oh, to get on the Fabsy now. Yeah. So transparent. Look, Fabs is the only girl in a chat room. Look at everyone swarming over Oh, oh Fabs, you oh, get a twilly. She's Look at Lenio with a cold Mars bar behind his back. <laughs> You're the only female in here. That means she wants the D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. So that was the twillies. Gregson's going to touch the onesie. <laughs> let's, get, <laughs> let's get on here and... Uh, how about we uh, wrap this motherfucker up? All right, that is full time for episode 142. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. And let me tell you, in 2014. It's going to be a lot more of this. You can interact with us on fucking Ustream on the chat room because that is the shit. All right. And uh, so, but when we do that, we put our shit up on Facebook, share, comment, like that shit. More people should share it around because honestly, I'm seeing the main people that I want to give shout outs to for sharing that shit around. Cruzy, Cruzy06, Dashing Dan1 on Twitter. I think Cruzy wants to have sex with us. I don't want to go, look, I think he saw my strength when I was trying to rip his gates apart with my bare hands, and I'm pretty sure he got a boner over it. That's all I'm saying. Honestly, Cruz, Cruz he's, a, he's a huggable motherfucker, though. Well, he, t- t- he takes some hugging. Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. He really does. He's got a teeny tiny penis. <laughs> and people are saying, like, oh, that show was awesome. Hey, we're not finished yet, motherfuckers. We're hey, still, we're hey, still, hey we, guys. We can go. Guys, we, come back. We got, we, got, we got a gut full of piss now. We can go all night. I mean, yeah. honestly, we can, oh, we, we can stop recording. I might have to piss 18 times, but I'll be back. <laughs> all right. But um, we have no new iTunes reviews this week, but I did get an email last week um, from a guy by the name of Adam. And he said, Adam. He, said, he sent us an email. He said, um... Boys. Look, I've tried to put it. I've tried to put an, uh, a review on for you guys, but it keeps getting rejected. So if you're wondering why you don't get new reviews, then um, you know iTunes is rejecting. You know, it's pro- if it's rejecting me, it might be rejecting other people. And I sort of said, well, you know, did you put profanity in there because they do censor that shit? But um, no, no, he said no, and he actually said uh, no swearing at all. But what I said was, what these guys know about rugby league would fill a book. Dot 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 dot. A very small book. <laughs> dot, 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 With lots of pictures. <laughs> dot, 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 Probably of male genitalia. This guy's said, a fuckhead. He said, funniest thing I've heard since grandma broke her hip. So apparently, that must be offensive. I'm going to pinpoint that, and I'm going to say that the word genitalia is probably what got you pinged there, even though it's not a swear word. But there you go. Um, he said, apparently, that must be offensive. Cheers, Adam. So, um... Shout out to everyone who's putting a review in, and you know, let's face it, if you're listening to this show and you're like you're really enjoying it to the point where you want to put a review on there, 
Chances are you probably are being rejected for profanity. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, in any case, thanks very much for people who try to put it on. Thanks to people who actually do successfully manage to rein in their animal urges and actually get a review on there as well. And, um, yeah, cheers to Adam for sending us the email and giving us a heads up. Uh, on the shop, obviously, we've still got a couple, like probably under, you know, under six Revelation shirts left. Somebody buy those motherfuckers up. Get them out of our hands, man. Two hundred over 200 people listening to this show. How many of you bought a shirt or a hat, you tight motherfuckers? Put your fucking hand in your pocket if you're wearing pants. <laughs> and let's face it, a lot of his aren't. Most of his aren't. Anyone that's not wearing pants is excused. Anyone that is, hand in your pocket, pull out some money, buy some fucking merchandise. I'm Glenn Blakely. There you go. That's Glenn Blakely. Um, of course, we are clearing that shit out, though. The Revelation show, it's only 20 bucks, and that was half price. Uh, you spend 50 bucks, you know, got Tigers and Decline shows, still like, you know, Several sizes of those left to you know to to buy out there. Um, Real talk shirt coming up. We got the uh, undefeated team of destiny. That's the next shirt coming up, and I will in- endeavour to make sure that we get that one out in time, you know, before Christmas, and uh, maybe even Real Talk as well. We'll see how um, we go. Hang on a sec. I was going to make a special mention. Yes, and I know that he put that on there just because he was feeling like he needed a mention. But Chapo, what's Chapo? Chapo has been talking shit the entire time. What the Ch- fuck are Chapo's you talking about? Chapo's a fuckhead, Nathan. Can I quite? He, he wants to try and say now, after saying for two seasons that I'm the king of the motherfucking West, he's trying to say now that I'm no longer the king of the motherfucking West. And um, look, it's quite clear. It's quite cl- <laughs> clear that anyone that has anything about life, about rugby league, about the Western suburbs, that I am the lone, crowned, coronated. King of the fucking West. So yeah, Chapo, he, stick it up your ass. But he said Glenn with two ends is no longer the King of the West. So yeah, well, that about, guy's probably not. He's, he's talking about Glenn some with other one Glenn. end. Because I come from the Western suburbs, can't afford two ends, I'm still the King of the motherfucking West. He's talking about fucking Glenn Danzig or some other motherfucking Glenn Robbins. Glenn. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I, I pull Glenn, I go, I go Glenn Danzig, like cool choice, and you go fucking Uncle Arthur. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, grab some shit. I think that this has proven that live is probably going to be something we're going to do a lot more of. Yeah, absolutely. I, even being being drunk, I'm still I'm prepared to make a call and say I think live is a fucking it's the future. It's going to be awesome. I don't know about video. Not Unless video. I did it nude. We're not going to do vi- can video. Can I do it nude? We don't have the bandwidth. I'll here. do it nude. We don't have the bandwidth. I want to do here. it nude. Can I do it nude? You can do it nude. I want to do it nude. We can only put screenshots up. What about nude? Well, like the people who are watching at the moment, we've got a bit of an audience at the moment, as you can see. There's the audience at the moment. If you're looking at your screen, <laughs> it's a fucking packed house yeah. watching, watching the show at the moment. So we've got if a bit of... I was of doing a- it nude, they'd all have their eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks for everyone who's jumped on. We've peaked at 227 people, so that's fantastic to see. Uh, thanks, everybody, for taking part. Um, this show is going to sound random as fucked for the people who haven't actually been involved in the yeah. in, in We apologise for that, but, you know... But yeah, um, thanks everybody for uh, getting on fabs board. Fabs wants me to do it nude. Get on your fabs. <laughs> Love ya. Thirsty. 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 Fab. Thirsty dragon supporting bitch. Fab, fabs, <laughs> under, fab, fabs underscore E. I think that should be thirst underscore E at the end of this. But thanks everybody for, for uh, listening. And um, it's, been, it's been fucking a lot of fun. I'm going to be honest. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, that's all she wrote. Thanks very much for listening. And uh, Can I just say for... as well before yep. we shut off, um, it's been another great year. We're not finished. We've got the hits and misses yet to go. You know that, right? Really? Yeah, we've got the hits and misses next this, week. This is supposed to be the last show. No, we've got one more. Oh. <laughs> right
Bye, man. <laughs> See you guys. So we, we, he's and Mrs. Technologically is not going to be possible to do that no, live. No, no, the, way, the way we have to put that together with listening to the last stuff and everything, like, we're not. It would be very boring and fucking you know tedious online, you know, for, for you guys to listen to live. So I don't think we can do that live. But um, next year I think regular episodes. I didn't even know. I didn't even know Mitchell listened to this show. It's a rev- yeah. that's a revelation of the night for me. There you go, there you go. But uh, thanks very much for listening, guys, and uh, yeah, and we'll uh, catch you next week. Love yous. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.